Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And other assorted animal products. Oh, Amino acids, the building blocks of protein, can be synthesized by the body or ingested from food. And there's 20 different amino acids in the foods that we eat but our body can only make 11. So the nine essential amino acids, which can't be produced by the body, have to be obtained from the diet. So a variety of grains and legumes and vegetables can provide all of the amino, the essential amino acids that the body requires. No one needs to eat meat to satisfy his or her own protein needs. And furthermore, the plant-based proteins also don't have any saturated fat and are lower in calories. So when people eat too much protein, excess nitrogen is digested and metabolized. And what this does is it strains the kidneys, which expel the waste, through the urine. And over time, individuals who consume large amounts of animal protein risk further loss of kidney function if their kidney function is not already screwed up. So the problem is that the mild loss of kidney function is usually silent, and it affects about 20 million Americans, and they're likely unaware of this increased risk. Now, certain proteins that are present in meat and fish and poultry and cooked at high temperatures, especially grilled or fried produce compounds called heterocyclic amines and polycyclic aromic hydrocarbons, okay? So these substances have been linked to various cancers including those of the colon and breast. So the manly ritual of barbecuing mountains of meat on a backyard grill or while tailgating before a football game is basically a personal health disaster. So the American average meat eater pours 100 pounds of animal fats into his or her arteries every year. That has consequences for the development of atherosclerotic vascular disease, like heart attacks and strokes, and plays a role in the development of cancer. So in order to absorb fat, the liver makes bile, which it stores in the gallbladder. After a meal, the gallbladder sends bile acids into the intestine where they chemically modify the fats eaten so they can be absorbed. Unfortunately, bacteria in the intestine 
turn these bile acids into cancer-promoting substances called secondary bile acids. Meats not only contain a substantial amount of fat, they also foster the growth of bacteria that cause carcinogenic secondary bile acids to form. In any amount, red meat is bad for your health. There was this long-range study that was done from the Harvard School of Public Health uh, of 110,000 adults over 20 years, and they found that adding just one three-ounce serving of unprocessed red meat to their daily diet increased their risk of dying during the study by 13%. So basically adding a hot dog or two slices of bacon increased their risk by 20%. On the other hand, replacing beef or pork with nuts and seeds lowered the risk by 19%. And replacing that with whole grain lowers your risk by 14%. Red meat, regardless of whether it's covered in all those different carcinogens, is linked to breast, kidney, pancreatic, prostate, and collateral cancer, and to diabetes. And the Seventh-day Adventists, who are the vegetarians, have about half the normal cancer risk. So the only organisms higher on the food chain in cattle are humans. That means that all meat, especially beef, has much higher levels of pesticides and industrial chemicals than any plant food. Not only are the chemicals given to commercially raised livestock a toxic stew, but the overwhelming majority of the grains fed to the livestock are GMOs, meaning that they're soaked in pesticides. So the National Research Council, the NRC, and the National Academy of Sciences, the NAS, considers beef the most dangerous food in herbicide contamination and ranks it third in insecticide contamination. The National Research Council estimates that beef pesticide contamination represents about 11% of the total cancer risk from pesticides of all foods on the market today. So the most common agricultural pesticide in use today is glyphosate that is found in Roundup. Glyphosate residues cannot be removed by washing, and they're not broken down by cooking. The glyphosate residues can remain stable in food for a year or more even if the foods are frozen, dried, or processed. So in a complete stop to Monsanto and Big Ag, the Environmental Pollution Agency recently raised the allowable limit for glyphosate residue in human food and animal feed to a level 200 times higher from 0.1 milligrams per kilogram to 20 milligrams per kilogram with no scientific justification or data 
to defend such a change. This is a level that even Monsanto considered extreme as recently as 1999. So studies implicating Roundup in a wide array of adverse health outcomes have been rapidly mounting. It was a study in January of 2014 published by a German research team that found glyphosate was significantly higher in the urine of chronically ill people compared to healthy people. And the German researchers leading the University of Leipzig study concluded that the presence of glyphosate residues in both humans and animals could haul the entire population towards numerous health hazards. So even grass-fed beef are now eating GMO alfalfa and corn, meaning more pesticides in the beef itself, because the animal feed that contains the animal parts or animal waste, as is always the case, only compounds the problem. So for reasons similar to those for meat, the fat in dairy poses a high risk of contamination by pesticides. Growth hormones and antibiotics are always found in commercial milk, commercial cheese, and commercial butter. And dioxins, which are perhaps the most deadly group of compounds in the environment after radioactive isotopes, uh, are present. The World Health Organization said that dioxins can cause reproductive and developmental problems, damage the immune system, interfere with hormones, and cause cancer. And the dioxins are found throughout the world, and they accumulate in the food chain, mainly in the fatty tissues of animals where their half-life is between 7 and 11 years. 93% of the average American's exposures to dioxins comes through animal fat, meat, and dairy. So virtually all feedlot-raised cattle are administered growth hormones and antibiotics like penicillin and tetracycline. In fact, about 80% of the antibiotics sold in the U.S. go to livestock. The antibiotics are used not only for bacterial protection, given the putrid conditions the livestock is kept in, but also because they act to fatten them up. So... Shouldn't this bring a question in your mind about what those antibiotics are doing to you when you eat the same livestock? And, in fact, the experiments, the numerous experiments on humans dating back to the 50s have shown that humans also gain weight when fed a steady diet of antibiotics. So this has potential implications for the worldwide obesity epidemic and really should provide food for thought next time you order a thick and juicy Carl's Jr. and expect that to be your ticket to becoming a supermodel. No one seems to have studied whether the residual low doses of antibiotics in livestock meat are enough to make you gain weight but there is evidence that those doses are sufficient to disrupt the normal composition of your gut bacteria, increasing your susceptibility to infection. 
And it's an almost annual occurrence that massive amounts of ground beef are recalled because of E. coli contamination. I mean, last spring there was a, a recall. It was the largest recall in the last six years. And almost 2 million pounds of ground beef were recalled from 10 different states. And you know what? The federal officials aren't required to say what restaurants serve the tainted hamburgers. And here's some more appetite, unappetizing food for thought. There's now this unfathomable potpourri of toxins fed to livestock. It's almost like livestock, especially cattle, are now being used as, as toxic waste dumps. Back in 1997, the Associated Press published an article and revealed some ridiculously hideous examples. In Gore, Oklahoma, a uranium processing plant gets rid of low-level low level radioactive waste by licensing it as a liquid fertilizer and spraying it over 9,000 acres of grazing land. At Camas, Washington, lead-laced waste from a pulp mill was hauled to farms and spread over crops destined for livestock feed. In Moxie City, Washington, dark powder from two Oregon steel mills is poured from rail cars into silos at Beijing Corporation under a federal hazardous waste storage permit. Then it's emptied from the silos for use as a fertilizer. The newspaper called the powder a toxic byproduct of steel making, but it didn't identify it. So when it goes into the silo, it's a hazardous waste. When it comes out of the silo, it's no longer regulated, and it's the exact same material. So the federal and the state governments encourage this quote-unquote recycling, which saves money for industry and conserves space in hazardous waste landfills. The substances found in the recycled fertilizers include cadmium, lead, arsenic, radioactive materials, and dioxins. And the waste comes from the incineration of medical and municipal wastes and from heavy industries, including mining, smelting, cement gills, and wood products. So back in 1981, Nutrition and Health reported that some of the ranchers in the Midwest were feeding their steers hundreds of pounds of cement dust to get their weight up for sale. So the Fraud and Drug Administration was asked to halt the practice, but after investigation, responded that since there's been no indication of harm to humans, the practice can continue until such time as harm is proven. <laughs> so there's this guy, his name is Jeremy Rifkin, and he wrote a book called Beyond Beef. And in his book, he said that some feedlots have begun research trials adding cardboard, newspaper, and sawdust to the feeding programs to reduce costs. 
other factory farms scrape up the manure from chicken houses and pig pens, adding it directly to the cattle feed. Cement dust may become a particularly attractive feed supplement in the future, according to the U.S. Department of Assholes, because it produces a 30% faster weight gain than cattle on, than on only regular feed. The Fraud and Drug Administration officials say that it's not uncommon for some feedlot operators to mis mix industrial sewage and oils into the feed to reduce costs and fatten up the animals a lot more quicker. At Kansas State University, scientists had experimented with plastic feed, like small pellets containing 80 to 90% of ethylene and 10 to 20% of propylene, as an artificial form of cheap roughage to feed cattle. So the researchers point to the extra savings of using new plastic feed at slaughter time when upward of 20 pounds of the stuff from each cow's rumen can be recovered, melted down, and recycled into new pellets. And the new pellets are cheaper than hay and can provide roughage requirements at significant savings. So like the, ubiqu the ubiquitous plastic nurdles that now contaminate our oceans, these plastic pellets absorb chemicals from the environment and become more toxic over time. So once a cow has been killed, the next stage of doctoring it up on the carcass begins. So immediately after the meat becomes exposed to air, oxidation begins, which gradually turns the red color of the meat to a more unappetizing brown or gray color within a few days. But meat in the grocery store never looks like that because it then becomes artificially enhanced, then all the silicon breasts in Hollywood put together. So the meat on the store shelves can be subject to temperatures too high to prevent bacterial growth from spoiling. So the industry invented modified atmosphere packaging or MAP. MAP, Modified Atmosphere Packaging, which is a euphemism meaning that the meat was packaged in an artificial atmosphere of carbon monoxide. As much as 70% of meat sold in stores is displayed in carbon monoxide packaging. The oxygen in the package is sucked out and replaced by the carbon monoxide, much like vacuum packaging with, you know, an impermeable membrane. And this is the same carbon monoxide that's emitted from the tailpipes, the chimneys, the space heaters, the charcoal grills that in high enough con concentrations can kill you. So the carbon monoxide reacts with the myoglobin in the blood, giving the meat a bright red, the same artificial red color that a victim of carbon monoxide poisoning has when they arrive at the emergency room. So the carbon monoxide 
can keep a piece of meat or fish looking artificially red and fresh for up to a full year. And of course, how a piece of meat looks is the primary consideration of a consumer. So, eating carbon monoxide does not have the same health consequences as inhaling it. But make no mistake, the purpose of carbon monoxide packaging is to fool you into believing that the meat that you buy is fresh. The normal physical evidence of spoilage is masked, almost no matter how old it is. And therein lies the danger of using carbon monoxide. The practice is not allowed in many countries like the European Union member states, but in another capitulation to the big ag empire, the Fraud and Drug Administration has approved that practice. Processed meats like bacon, lunch meats, hot dogs, red meat and frozen prepared dinners, and nearly all red meat sold at public schools, restaurants, hospitals, hotels, theme parks. They're mixed with sodium nitrite, which acts as a preservative and an antibacterial agent. Once digested, Sodium nitrites can be converted to nitrosamines, which are carcinogens. The American Medical Association says that sodium nitrites can lead to oral, gastrointestinal, pancreatic, and brain cancer. The USDA tried to ban sodium nitrite in in the late 70s, but the meat industry prevented that one. So it turns out that the slab of meat you think you're eating is more likely a fusion of meat scraps held together by something commonly referred to as meat glue, officially known as transglutaminase. And this chemical, the chemical reaction triggered by meat glue also produces ammonia. The amount of bacteria on a steak that has been put together with meat glue is hundreds of times higher than an actual steak. So if you cook rare what you think is a steak, you may be very well dangerously undercooking the parts of the composite slab that have the highest bacterial content. And that is one of the reasons meat glue has been banned in the European Union. So pork, beef, chicken, and fish are all fused together to make scraps appear as prime cuts. So unless you're a vegetarian, the overwhelming likelihood is you are eating meat glue. So the McRib sandwich is the quintessential triumph of meat glue. The McRib only appears on McDonald's menu periodically whenever pork prices are really low. But the McRib has 69 other ingredients, including bonus additives like azote carbonamide, 
which is a flower bleaching, bleaching agent that is most commonly used in the manufacture of foam plastics and gym mats and the soles of shoes. See, the wholesalers, they got plenty of other tricks up their sleeves. They know how to pump low-grade meat with water and flavoring to make it edible and way more. So if meat glue doesn't get your mouth watering, what about pink slime? You remember the high-profile expose of Beef Products, Inc. that was producing pink slime for national hamburger chains using the throwaway meat scraps mixed with ammonium hydroxide, which is an ingredient in fertilizers, household cleaners, and some roll-your-own explosives. I mean, come on, who doesn't want the option to grill up some exploding burgers, you know, if your family barbecue could use a little bit of excitement. So Beef Products closed three of its four shameful pink slime plants. Guess what? They all reopened, and now it's got a new name. Pink slime is now known as lean, finely textured beef. <laughs> so you got to love it. Ground beef containing pink slime does not need to be labeled thanks to a ruling by the USDA official who later stepped down and joined the board of Beef Products, Inc., but this charade involves more than just beef. To make inferior factory farm chicken look like high-quality pasture-raised chicken, many large-scale chicken producers add various dyes and additives to the chicken feed to make their meat appear more yellow and golden. Also, Atlantic or farm salmon salmon are fed pink dyes to make their flesh look more appealing than the disgusting gray it would ever be otherwise be. And chickens are routinely fed roxorone. Roxorone. Let me get it right. Roxarsone, which is a form of arsenic that is found in the chicken feed. So this is a 2004 study from the Institute of Agriculture and Trade Policy showed that more than half, more than half of the store-bought and fast-food chicken contained elevated levels of arsenic. Roughly 2.2 million pounds are being used every year to produce 43 pounds of poultry. And according to the Washington Post, the poultry industry has been using rocks or stone to fight parasites and increase growth in chickens since it was approved by the FDA in 1944. Then, chickens are all fed a frightening elixir of drugs that includes caffeine and antioxidants, Benadryl, Tylenol, and Prozac. And Prozac is added to the feed because the stressed-out chickens produce tough meat and the brutal conditions often mean that 
being a consistently nervous bird, so the chickens are fed coffee pulp and green tea powder to keep them up longer so they can eat more food. <laughs> okay, so now either you you turn this off or you're banging your head against the wall or you're probably badly in need of some Prozac yourself. But there's a solution to combating the destruction and the deception and the health consequences of the meat industry. Stop eating it. You don't need it. None of us need it. Your waistline, your arteries, your kidneys, they will thank you for it. And we just might preserve enough arable land and a livable climate to allow us to grow some real food. This is what's happening. You guys don't understand. You walk into a store, it doesn't stick, and the meat is nice, and everything is happy, and we're all buddies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not that way, man. Really. (laughs) I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say anymore. I'm just trying to tell you, you know, last week I was, I was talking about uh, food, and, and, and I brought out the fact that all essential amino acids and the vitamins and the minerals and everything you need for health is found in all plant foods. And God said, and he's given us all the plant foods. So why, why, you know, I understand people living in the desert could not grow crops in the sand. So, so God said, okay, okay. So what you got to do is you can't eat anything that had a split hoof. So you could eat the goats. And what you got to do is you got to hang the goats up and drink, drain the blood. Because I don't want anybody eating the blood because that's the life of the animal. You got to drain the blood, and after you drain the blood for days on end, and you skin the guy, then you got to soak it in the salt bath to get all the rest of the blood out that you didn't get out by hanging it upside down, and then you can eat it. But then, when you can plant crops, you don't eat the goats anymore, and you go back to the plant-based foods. You think that? The 59 billion animals slaughtered in 2009 in the United States alone were all hung up to drain the blood and then soaked in salt baths. Come on, man. It's all about money. Knowing You think anyone cares about you? <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. So... You go to your doctor, and, and, and the doctor gives you a test, and he says, uh, okay, come back in a week. And you come back in a week, and you say, eh, what's up, doc? And guess what he says? He says, well, you have these uh, certain things that you have a problem with, but I can give you this drug to treat this symptom. Or I can schedule surgery where you can cut it out. And then, if you have any intelligence, you might ask, 
What's the cause of my problem? Why would you do this? Because knowing the cause cuts to the chase, meaning if you know the cause, you can most likely address the likely cure. In essence, you bypass the guy in the white coat and you start to become your own doctor. Health-wise, you're your worst enemy. There ain't no miracle cures. There's no pills that will make you well overnight. Good health takes discipline. So to be your own doctor, you do not have to go to medical school. You just have to know your body and tune into it. And there's a way to live so as not to develop a diseased body by creating toxic conditions. There is a way to detoxify your body of all toxic matter, allowing Mother Nature's healing power to restore vibrant health. So it's well known that Mama Nature is uncompromising and a very strict disciplinarian, especially to those who will not make the effort to reform and revitalize and renew their bodies through proper disciplinary actions of good health, which would guarantee perfect health. So today, the procedures of biological medicine, the science of natural healing, has been developed to the high level of being able to eliminate most diseases from the human body. Why? Because mankind yearns for a cure. But little do they realize that each is his or her own, own answer, and that there are no other cures. Human beings develop their own diseases, therefore they should be their own doctors. But the medical profession from the beginning of time has not effected a single cure, nor added in any way to the saving of a suffering mankind in the elimination of the causes of innumerable agonizing diseases. So what do we do? We slowly poison our bodies by putrefaction, which means excessive food poisoning. And then finally murder ourselves by involuntary suicide. So we kill ourselves with toxemia, and that's just as thorough as doing it by a knife or a gun. But it's much more lingering slow suffering, way to die, and much more painful. So the involuntary suicide of human beings is being aided and abetted by a money-hungry, incompetent medical profession, a medical profession of which over 80% of its physicians are either guilty of overcharge, care little for their patients, or are knowledgeable about true healing, incompetent, fraudulent, perform unnecessary operations, cannot be reached for emergencies, treat people like cattle in production line medical factories, are a party to needless infection, crippling, and untold suffering, overprescribed drugs, and generally help cause diseases which they have taken an oath to cure. <laughs> so how do we, the American public, be blamed for our confusion concerning health matters? 
our self-imposed gods, the American medical profession, has brainwashed us for ages into believing that drugs and the knife are next to godliness. They confuse, they bewilder, and they add insult to injury by performing the role of a public executioner all within the law. So my question is, how can doctors cure the human body when they know so little about it? Our physicians trade in relief, not in elimination of disease. So treating symptoms endlessly with needles, x-rays, surgery, drugs, chemicals, have never affected a cure, let alone address a cause. And the American people are getting more and more disenchanted with this kind of treatment and are beginning to demand that the cause of disease finally be addressed and eliminated. So many of the doctors, they, they, would, they would be confounded by good health if they by chance ever met anyone who had it and claiming a healing if the symptom runs its course is illusionary. In truth, the body heals itself by reducing its putrefaction and toxemia level to an endurable condition. Then the tolerable health returns temporarily until another crisis appears due to the fact that the toxemia had not been eliminated. And it's like an endless, endless dilemma. So the medical world, our medical world is engaged in treating symptoms aggravated by deep body poisoning, which promotes chemical balance due to toxemia. And this, the doctors call disease. There's no cures or panaceas from medical, medical drug, miracle drugs or any other treatment that is acclaimed by medical science. Only the living organisms of the human body can heal itself by removing the causes of their chemical imbalance. Our desirable eating habits, as well as our generally pure health habits due to ignorance, confusion, conditioning, deprive our bodies of their strength and vitality. This leads to provoke a mental and spiritual drain as well. Nature is capable of eliminating body poisoning or putrefaction from itself, regardless of whether the cause of the problem is physical, mental, or spiritual. All that is required is giving nature the help it needs by living a rational life and developing desirable habits of good health. Most all diseases is one disease, toxemia, which is body poisoning. It has a different name in different parts of the body, but actually the cause of most all disease 
the same, self-pollution and vitality drain. So unless a body part has been destroyed by chronic self-pollution, most all disease can be healed by the body itself. Chemical imbalance starts with an irritation that becomes inflamed. Then, through self-pollution of the bloodstream circulatory system, degenerates into chronic putrefaction of the entire plumbing system. Then our minds have been intensively indoctrinated, indoctrinated into accepting as efficient treatment of disease the tried assumption that the treating of a symptom is not only adequate, but the only medically acceptable method of treatment. Welcome to the theater of the absurd. Well, that's a medically trained doctor sworn to uphold the Hippocratic Oath that continues to haphazardly overdrug, promiscuously mutilate with a scalpel, senselessly over-ceramize with the needle, poison with chemicals, and overkill live cells with x-rays is abominable. Yet the unsuspecting public has been taught to respect, honor, obey the physician as a father figure licensed for manslaughter to be equal to God. <laughs> I mean, am I nuts? I mean, here's a guy that gets a label as curing the patient. And the medical world makes the mistake of treating the effects or the symptoms believing them to be the cause of the bodily disturbance. For example, a vital organ develops a symptom. The doctor hurriedly removes the organ by surgery. The result, he's cured, yet the real problem, toxemia poisoning, is still there. So because the members of the American medical profession lack training in nutrition, and biological hygiene training, removal of the part seems to justify the whole. So given the proper conditions, nutrition, and adequate elimination, the human body will eliminate its own waste and impurities by the process of autolysis or self-dissolving if given the chance. Look, most all disease is one disease body pollution and poisoning. Yet, we, we accept incompetent medical training as perfectly normal, even if the treatment proves fatal. So all symptoms of disease, regardless of label by medical science, are all diagnosed in the same senseless manner, ignorance of the cause. So is the question ever asked, can the tissue or organ be restored to normalcy? Why hasn't medical science discovered the reason the human body fails to function normally? Could it be that they're too busy in the mad pursuit of miracle drugs? Why is such this preponderance of surgery necessary today when people can be taught how to live healthy lives to avoid chronic illness and needless operations? Our medical profession 
along with the hospital big farm industry complex, is the largest licensed pusher of drugs in the world. And the wanton maiming and destruction of human life due to premeditated, irresponsible, overprescribed drugs is unbelievable. Drugs have never cured the sick, and the relief they are supposed to give is questionable and temporary. Meanwhile, millions are dead from the overprescription of drugs by the legal drug pushers, pushers, also known as the doctors, and the side effects of the drugs are much worse than the symptoms they're supposed to relieve. So my question to you is, what do you do? What do you do? You're conned into buying foods that benefit certain corporations. You're conned into buying foods that look very appealing and very appetizing when the only thing that makes them look that way are drugs and chemicals and things that you would never, ever want to put into your body. And yet, because conditioning has overwhelmed you and your tongue has preempted the intelligence, you get hooked. And it, it's like, what do I do? do? Do I do I just eat the side order of peas and carrots? Do, do, do I just have, have lettuce? What do I do? What you have to do is start your life over. It doesn't happen overnight. I mean, it, it's not rocket science. You just pick up some good vegetarian cookbooks or vegan cookbooks and you start reading them and you start familiarizing yourself with things that you never heard of before, like nuts and seeds and fruits and vegetables and whole grains. Yeah, you know about fish and you know about chicken and you know about meat. But do you know about, well, you do now, all the poisons that are in there, which causes 90% of the problems in your body? You know, I go to the doctor. The doctor says to me, you have high cholesterol. You need to take statin drugs. And I say, well, how high? He says, well, you know, high enough to cause a problem. I'd say, well, how high are my, my good cholesterol levels and how high are my low cholesterol levels? And the guy looks at me like, why would you even ask me a question like that? You know, I'm the doctor. I'm telling you. You don't ask me questions like that. He said, well, your, your high cholesterol, your good cholesterol levels are very high, but your low cholesterol levels, they're low. I said, well, if my bad cholesterol levels are low, what's my problem? And the guy looks at me like, what? You're not supposed to ask these questions. I'm supposed to tell you what to do. So I go to a doctor once every two or three years just to get a physical. That's it. So what are you going to do? How are you going to start? Everybody has to start somewhere. What if you were washed up on a deserted island, okay? 
and they had no animals on the island. But there were so many trees that had fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds. And there you are. You're a, you're a meathead your whole life. And now you're washed up on an island. What do you do? You've got nothing to eat. Maybe if you dig up the dirt, you'll find some worms if you're really desperate. But you walk around and you start picking fruits and you start eating apples and peaches and plums and grapes. And then all of a sudden you're picking blueberries and raspberries and strawberries. And then you look and you see fields of lettuce and cilantro and all kinds and, and there's beets and there's carrots and there's all this stuff. And you don't have anything to cook with. So you start eating this raw stuff. And at first you want to puke. But then after a while, it feels so good. And then you're finding out that you're losing weight. And a lot of symptoms that you had are disappearing. You say, wow, this is really cool. And this goes on for like three or four months. And man, you are feeling so good. And then all of a sudden, a ship arrives. Hello, we know you washed up. We finally found you. Come back. Here, let us give you this meat, this nice meal. We have fresh beef, and we have chicken, and we have pork, and we have fish, and you'll love it. Oh, my God, here. And you look at it, and, of course, in your mind, you're thinking about days gone by, and you start eating it. And then all of a sudden, you you start gagging, and then you throw up, and and you feel like crap and the stuff is in your stomach and it's driving you crazy and you say no 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 I don't want to go back to that and you say to God you got any fruits you got any carrots or anything do you have any broccoli do you have, do you have anything other than this stuff that I can eat and they say yeah we have that but we, we, we only keep that for the employees because they're out here for months you know and we want to keep them healthy. Well, I've been on an island for months, so why don't you help keep me healthy too? So what do you do? You have to you have to change your mindset. That's the only way it works. In the beginning, in order to alleviate a lot of stuff, there's some products out there. You know about organic sulfur. It's a miracle. If it were still in the soil, we me like we wouldn't have to sell this stuff, okay? We wouldn't. But it's not in the soil. They took it out to make everybody sick so the pharmaceutical industry can make more money. So organic sulfur is one. Then there's things called superfoods. I have come in contact with three. One is the most unbelievable mouth-watering bee pollen that I have ever experienced in my life. Bee pollen? Oh my God, what does that do? It's rich in antioxidants, it's rich in probiotics. It's the only plant food that contains vitamin B12. It has all the amino acids. I mean, it's like unbelievable. And then the superfoods that I have are veal and Shakeology, vegan chocolate Shakeology. Between the two of them, there's 72 superfoods. All it does is build and strengthen your immune system. Let, let the first day of your life begin slowly. You know, pick a day, one day only eat plant foods. 
one day, then go to two days, then go to three days, then go to four days. And before you know it, you're doing week after week and month after month and year after year, and you find that you've lost weight. A lot of the stuff that's troubling you has gone away. You don't have to take any of your synthetic chemicals anymore. You don't have to take the drugs. You don't have to take the vitamins. You don't have to, you're not seeing your doctor. You're not doing a lot of stuff. You, like, like I was just talking about, talking about, have to become your own doctor. Okay, I think I've said enough. <laughs> anyway, I love George Harrison. I love this song. It's one of my favorites. So why don't we let George do his thing, sit back and relax, and uh, give thanks to your sweet Lord. And I'll catch you all next week. Aloha. Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead. 
meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it. Nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now.
afternoon, all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is September 1st, 2015, and we're not all dead. So, hey, must it's either not September or, oh, wait. I guess we've got 30 days to be dead. So, uh, I guess this is the dead countdown. One day down, still alive. All right. Well, anyway, it's about nine minutes after noon Pacific time. It's Tuesday, and if all that works out for you, we're live. Being live, that means you can participate in the show. Go to theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com, and you can you can uh, participate in the show by going to the chat room. You'll see the chat link. You can also call in 800-932-1980. You can get me on Yahoo Instant Messenger. ABRN Talk is the screen name. Well, it's Tuesday, and after some time off, we've got Al from Colorado on the line. Welcome, Al. Yes, yes, yes. Well, let's see. Where do we start? Well, last week we had another shooting, a false flag in Virginia. And what else have we got? We've got Barry renaming Mount McKinley. Yeah, I saw that. Barry the renamer. Oh, we got Hitler with another 125 classified males in addition to the 150 that she had. So we're up to 275 with Hitler, who still isn't in jail. Where do we begin, Frank? Well, how many felonies does Hillary have to actually commit? I mean, you know. I think Hillary um, is going to skate because she either has dirt on somebody or who knows what. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, what's the difference? I mean, this count is ridiculous to where it's like, well, we found 10. Now we got 20. Now we have 100. We have 150. We have 200. What is this, some kind of auction? The felony auction? Yeah, maybe it is. I don't know. The felony auction, you know? uh, Yeah, yeah. they ought to be going, okay, that's 20 years in the slammer, Hillary. That's 25 years in the slammer, Hillary. That's, you know, 150 years in the slammer, Hillary. You know, but you know and I know she'll never go to jail. Now, the fix is in with Hillary and Bill, unfortunately. They, they're either paying people off or she's got so much dirt like she did uh, when uh, Billery was going to get uh, impeached way back when. All right. Well, uh, let's know. see here. What else have we? Oh, we had a wonderful start to the New York uh, uh, casino here, down 436 as of right now. Yeah, I see that. I see that. That's mm-hmm. just great. I mean, yeah. uh, what is that now? About 1,500 points? Uh, uh, whatever. Well, it went down, what, 1,000 points last week, and then they rebounded at 600. And now it's up and down. It's roller coaster time, Frank, in New York City. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, let me. Jeez. Um, uh, anyway, let me. Uh, I, I've been wondering, how was your trip? Uh, anything? Oh. Did you see anything interesting? Meet any interesting people? No, no. You know, this was not. This I, was not time, a vacation, Frank. This I know, I know. Up. But every time I go out and about, man, I just make it down to Medford, and I always seem to see some kind of freak show going on. Have you seen? No, it? no, 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 no. Just that the people in this particular state drive like idiots. That's about the only thing I saw. <laughs> That's not it, Frank. 
<laughs> no, nothing, nothing, nothing of major report. But now we have a woman in Tennessee, is it? We don't want to use the word the pronouns his, her, and theirs anymore. We have to use some other stupid politically correct words. I don't know if you saw that or not. No, I didn't. But you know, you want. Uh, we cannot use. The, they don't want to use the word his or her or hers. You know, you wonder where these people come from in Tennessee. Uh, these people are smoking something or taking some very bad drugs. They're no, doing but, something. Well, my there. point is, Al. You know, places like Tennessee. Those are not the people that were born in Tennessee coming up with this crap. Oh, this is some some idiot woman in a uh, in a uh, university or a college some, down some there. Some carpetbagger from the north is down in the south trying to push their politically correct crap on the southerners. Oh no, we can't use that, and we can't we can't uh, we uh, have to worry about people's feelings if they get what's the word offended or something. We're worried about that now too. Man, I'm so. Don't you wish we could just get all these politically correct people, put them on a boat, send them to the middle of the ocean, and sink the boat? Well, or put them somewhere where they can live in peace among themselves. Where they can be politically incorrect and not bother the rest of us. Or tell us we have to think their way. That's another one they don't like either, is it, Frank? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I've got a, uh, I've got a uh, trivia quiz for you. Uh oh. Yeah, this is something that I I didn't know, and I just I thought about it, and I thought, gee, you know, I I don't know, you know, I I just don't know where this came from. So I looked it up. Okay, the what's term the question? Third world. Now we all have an idea of what the third world is, right? Yeah. Well, do you know where that term actually started? Where it came from? No idea whatsoever. Yeah, that's that's what. I that was my answer when I asked myself. Well, I wonder where that came from. Gee, I don't have any idea. So I looked it up, and here it is. The term, and I'm surprised. Okay, it it isn't what I thought it is. Hmm. The term third world arose during the Cold War to define countries that remained non-aligned with either NATO or the communist bloc. The United Ooh. States, Western European nations, and their allies represented the first world, while the oh. Soviet Union, China, Cuba, and their allies represented the second world. I always thought that the third world referred to, quote, poor, quote, countries. So did I. But like Haiti and some of these African countries where they're starving to death? Right, but... Uh, no, it, it started as a purely political designation. You are not aligned. You're not in NATO, and you're not in the Warsaw Pact. So you're the oh, third. Oh, so the decider said you're either with us or you're against us, or something like that, similar to that. Well, you're either with us or you're with them, or, or whoever, or, or whatever. No, or you're the third world. Huh. You're with us, or you're with them. Or you're the third world. Uh-huh. Purely political. Because I thought it was economic and social, too. You That's know, that, what I you thought, know, too. But nope, nope. Started at purely political, Cold War era, um, oh, yeah. you know, thing. And, I, and plus, I also thought that term had been around a lot longer than the Cold War. But mm. apparently not. Evidently so. not. So that's interesting. What do you think of this... Uh, this DNC leader, this Wasserman Schultz, 
chick. Oh, you mean like, stopping the uh, stopping the uh, debate for the Democrats? Yeah, so she's pre- protecting she's protecting Hitlery. What else is new from those men? Yes. Yeah. Hitlery needs her teleprompter, which is broken from Barry. But Barry's broken teleprompter. She's not going to know what to say, Hitlery. Yeah. Well, uh, you know the thing is to keep calling her the front runner. How does that happen? I mean, honestly, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I mean, here they everything I read. Oh, Hillary the front runner. Hillary the front runner. How is it? How could she be the front runner, Al? I mean, with all this stuff I don't coming know. out. I mean, even the Democrats. Bernie is drawing much more than she is. A lot more people. Bernie. Well, Bernie even, the socialist. Even that other guy. Uh, what? You know, I can barely remember his name. Uh, Mallory or somebody or. Oh, O'Malley. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Even the he former. Is. He's probably drawing more than she is. Yeah, people are over her, man. I mean, it's like, look, Hillary, you know what? You've had your time, and you're just, just, why don't you just be glad you're not in prison? Yeah. You know? I mean, really. Now you're running for president. Why don't you just go retire and just be oh, you know, happy? The new, yard, yo, the new yard signs. This guy's been putting up a yard <laughs> sign in, I think it's New Jersey, Hillary for jail in 16 or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, Hillary, for, you did see. Hillary, for, Hillary for jail. Hillary <laughs> for prison, it is. That's what he hey, said. I got a better idea. Let's send her. Uh, uh, let's send her over to Rome and the Vatican with your name set. Pope Francis is coming here to talk to the untied nations oh, and then yay. talk to Barry. Oh boy! Isn't that wonderful, Pope Francis? Pope well, Frank. You know what? I found out. You, you know, no need to be insulting. Uh, Al. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You know, oh, excuse me. Yeah, and I don't mean to him. I mean to me. But well, you know, the only difference between him and Joey the Rat is he doesn't have that evil-looking devil face, does he? Well, I don't know, man. I, I've seen some pictures of him where uh, kinda. Uh, he don't look anywhere near as bad as no, Joey not as the, the rat. rat, man. Because the Rat really looked like the Rat. Oh man, you want to talk about an evil-looking? And who was that other guy that was under uh, what's his name, the decider, Chertoff? He was another one with an evil-looking face. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. now, not only is the poop coming here, uh, the, the poop, UN. Yeah. The untied nations? What about them? I'll He's tell you talk what, there. man, uh, they've got quite a lineup coming to uh, this this little shindig, man. They oh, got, really? Oh, yeah, they got Putin coming. They got the, the head of China coming. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, they're all... The gang's co- all here. Old Home Week is what it sounds oh, like yeah. here, Frank. And, and the Saudi king is coming. Oh, man, all the players in one place. Yeah, you know, you got to wonder... Uh, does hey, that you really... think we might yeah. want to have another 9-11 on a certain set of buildings in, oh, the, in I, New I'm York? I'm thinking massive tsunami would be better, you know, just well, to make sure, Al. Don't blame the poor New Yorkers. Why are we going to take care of all the New Yorkers? It's just that one set of buildings that needs to be probably go bye-bye. Have you taken a good look at New York City recently? Why? What if, what's what's in uh, New York City in Toilet Town too? What? Well, it's starting to make San Francisco look like the Vatican. Okay. I mean, we have the gay contingent there now. Is oh, that you what got every up? freak in the universe in New York. I mean. Oh really? I thought San Francisco was the capital of the country for those boys. Uh, well, on the West Coast, it probably is. But uh, uh, as far as just massiveness, no, New York has just really gone well, down. It's the really street, nasty man. now is what you're telling oh, me. Yeah. Well, well, what are you going to do? Wall Street's there. Come on, man. You know, I mean, yeah. really, come on. 
Well, Frank, we don't need Wall Street anymore. We don't need the 535 prostitutes in the uh, big uh, I mean, house look, of prostitutes. Look, Al, I got, None of those people. Hey, hey, I got friends and family in New York, but the thing is... Well, get them out of there then, you know, Frank, and get them out of New Jersey, too. What? They don't listen. They don't listen, Al. I, it's not like I've mm-hmm. never said this before. Yeah. So, you know, they don't listen. So, you know, the thing is, hey... For the good well, then, Frank, then that's, their, then that's their rear ends, then, if they don't get out. No, that's that's right. their problem. For the good of the world, you know, uh, it's sad to see, you know, loved ones go, but oh well, you know, uh, I'm sorry. If they don't want to listen, Frank, you can't make the horse drink the water. You just know, New York that. is just so scummy and nasty. It's got so many yeah. bad things going on there. I say... Well, I want you, know. you to be careful, because it looks like the U.N. and the Russians are setting forest fires in Washington State, and they may be headed your way, well, Frank. Well, I've gotten those uh, I don't know if you've seen that article yeah, or not. I but, did. Uh, I did. And, and you know, it's... <laughs> Okay. It's, if this is true, Frank, then we it's 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 boomer time, Frank. Boomer time is long, then, long you know, all over. It, it, it could be okay. Look, I'll give it more credit than it's due. It could be true, but the thing is, it is coming from a source uh, that is a guy uh, who does a radio show, and this guy. Oh really? Yeah, he is. He's doing the Alex Jones thing. Okay. Oh really? I'm gonna hype. You mean the things. fear porn? I'm gonna hype. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna hype things. I'm gonna come up with every crackpot story of death and destruction that I can possibly do it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna wrap it up. Like Even it's if really it's not true, true right? Well, Even gonna, if it ain't. I'm gonna say it's true. But he's real careful the way he he writes his. Stuff you mean he's that, like a half truth? In other words, is what you're saying? No, as reported to me. Oh, as reported to him. It's oh, been okay. Reported. I've had other. Reports. Oh, okay. One blah, of those blah, blah. deals. Second, right. second-hand or third-hand knowledge is yeah. what you're telling. And, okay. and then when you use, listen, when you have a story about Russian troops setting fires in Spetsnet in in the United States, and then you use a file picture, okay? Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, you got all these people. You say none of them have a cell phone. None of them took a picture of any of this. You don't have one picture of the actual thing going on. But you mm-hmm. did feel the need to put a picture yeah, there. Yeah, to, so to put this stock photo in there, right? right? So you put a stock photo there of a couple of Russian, uh, you know, guys in. Well, that uh, doesn't know. mean Jack Squat. I know. You see, so you got to look at these things, and people. This is the thing. People don't look that closely at these articles and go, "Now wait a minute." Mm-hmm. Let me look at this. Let me see uh-huh. if I can believe this. And mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sorry, no. I don't believe yeah. it. The guy. Well, you about, know, it's the same thing with this, some of this disinformation about the Virginia shooting. The uh, so-called father of the girl that was shot, he's an actor. Uh, and he's been showing up in other places, this crisis actor, Andy Parker, whatever his name is. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's that's turned out to be another fraud shooting. Well, if Miss uh, if Miss Parker is alive, she's no longer working for the station. She's probably had her identity changed, and who knows what's happened to her and the cameraman, for all we know. Just like the kids in uh, beautiful downtown Sandy Cook, right? Yeah. They have the resources to do anything, Al. Frank, okay, there's going to be another shooting they, before before the end of the year. You know there's going to be another false flag, another so-called shooting. They quote, could relocate quote. a whole town if they wanted to, Al. Oh, absolutely. You know, and the whole thing is, oh, my gosh, guns, guns, guns. Well, the they bottom want line the boomers. is, you know what, the statistics show, yes, yes, we do need gun control. We need yeah, gun yep. control to the point where people need to all go out and buy guns and, and go 
go get a lesson on how to shoot properly. That's right, and, and control it while you, and make sure you hit what you're aiming at. Right, and, and that's good gun control. And that yeah. right there will do a lot more, because if you look at the statistics where all these shootings are at, it's all gun-safe zones. It's all cities yeah. where, you know, you're not We're not talking about the pharmaceuticals. What was this guy, this uh, guy that did the so-called shooting in uh, in uh, Virginia? Was he on the psychotropics as well, too? We're not going to hear that. He was a, uh, he was a homosexual, uh, a, a former, supposedly, a former uh, homo prostitute. Yeah, that's what they're telling us. Yeah, who was upset because he wasn't getting enough sex anymore. Oh, and by the way, uh, let's see his 22 or 23-page manifesto. How come they're not showing us that one there? Here comes the manifesto boys again, Frank. Hmm? Now I'm getting... They're not showing anybody. Now I'm getting an email here from somebody in California who says, uh, I have walked in San Francisco in the last six months. And it is safer and nicer than walking in Lodi. And I would not consider walking in Stockton. San hmm. Francisco only gets the press, which is probably true. You know, in California, there are probably far worse places than San Francisco. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just they, they do get the press. And, uh, you know, and, and I, <laughs> well, he didn't mention Compton. Uh, but no. I, I, I knew to stay out of there 20 years ago. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they just made that movie about yeah. Compton with the singer with the rap garbage, yeah. Yeah, well, that place has been like a, a killing field for oh, a long time. Oh, yeah, and Anaheim's time. another one where the police are not friendly to the uh, so-called people. Anaheim, you know, Disneyland? Oh, but that, yeah, Disneyland? well, hey, got to protect the money. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Well, don't they have the Rams? Uh, not the Rams, but the. No, no, there are no. There, the only, the only California teams now are the Oakland Raiders and the San Diego Chargers. The Rams are in St. Louis now. Well, I knew that, but L.A. doesn't have. Huh? L.A. doesn't. L.A. Have a does not have a football team, to my knowledge. No. Wow. No, they don't. They got two basketball teams: the Clippers and the uh, Lakers. They got two basketball teams. Yeah, great. Got a uh, well. Let's see the uh, the Angels and the Dodgers for the baseball, and the hockey team is the okay. uh, Ducks. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's no, it. But no they football. don't have a football team anymore. Nope. Wow. I guess. The, what can I say, well, Frank? Hey, oh, yeah, by yeah, the well, way, Frank. I guess Mexicans don't like football that much. I guess they don't. Well, they like soccer, maybe. Yeah. Oh, Frank, I hope you did not watch the VMAs on Sunday night. Was that a... I mean, Frank, I saw some of the pictures of that idiot Miley Cyrus. What is a ah. VMA? VMA is the Video Music Awards. Oh, no, I didn't even know what it was. And no, no. I will tell you this, Frank, uh, any uh, the stuff that they put on TV now, the way these women are dressed and that little prostitute whore Miley Cyrus. Uh-huh. Ah. Frank, if this is if this is what this country is, de this country is over with, Frank. Well, you just noticing that? <laughs> uh, no, but I'm surprised yeah. uh, th this stuff would not have gotten on TV the way these women were dressed, Frank. I'll tell you that right well, now. Even ten years ago, Al, think of that. Even ten years ago, it wouldn't they wouldn't have got on. That's how fast. Uh. That's how fast things have have just hit the wall here, man. I mean, we've got oh yes, and uh, Barry is bringing in now. Barry wants to bring in Syrian refugees. It's bad enough we've got Ethiopian and everybody else. Now Barry wants to bring Syrian refugees into the country. Barry, 
Yeah, Barry needs to go away, man. And uh, you know, uh, Barry is uh, Barry is now in Alaska, renaming mountains and doing who knows what else. Barry. Yeah, uh, this guy, he has. Well, you know, look. I mean, it should be obvious to anybody out there that Barry has worked his best. Really, very hard. Oh, Barry has done more damage than the decider and uh, Billery put together. Sure, to destroy America. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, he really has. And I don't mean just the economy or anything. I mean our social fabric. He has tried to destroy our social fabric. I am so sick of this political correctness crap. Oh, and it's Frank, gone I'll tell you what, since he got in they are lucky that politically correct people are lucky that killing isn't legal, because I'll tell you what, Frank, I would be having a field day. Tired of it? You don't like it? You want to go get offended? Go to China and get offended. Go to Russia. You can get not get offended there, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You'll be offended all to the point where you you probably will be offended when they're chopping your head off. Oh, what's this about Uncle Sam is actually funding ISIS? Have you seen some of those articles? Oh, I've I've read. Barry is funding ISIS. That. What is this garbage? Barry is funding ISIS, and where? Uh, Frank. Yeah, hello. Uh, you know, I yeah. you know what I've been saying from the first couple of days we knew about ISIS that you know what. These guys smell like Blackwater to me. And guess what? The Barry is probably funding LCIA as well, too, isn't he, oh, Barry? I'm sure they are. But, you know, ISIS is straight up a bunch of mercenaries funded by the United States to do the dirty work they can't get the U.S. military to do. Because these guys can do any kind of heinous act in the world. And, oh, well, it's not us. It's this band of criminals. It's not us. Yeah, yeah. yeah All these bad people. Now, here's something before the breakout, some good news, okay, for once. Yeah. A county clerk who invoked God's authority as she defined the U.S. Oh, the woman in Kentucky. Yeah, Tennessee, defied yeah, the U.S. court yet again on gay marriage Tuesday, refused to resign, and now must face a federal judge who could impose fines and send her to jail. They probably will put her in jail or get rid of her or fire her, Frank. That's what's going to happen she to her. So to, you two. know what? She needs to ask these people, how exactly, here I am in Kentucky, one of the states of the union, how exactly does federal law apply to us? Can you exactly show us where your federal authority to... Uh, yeah, they may pull out the Buck Act, Frank, for all we know. They well, may pull it out. Make them. Make them I think they it. should make force them to pull out the Buck Act because the Buck Act needs to be uh, repealed 30, 40, 50, 100 years ago. Because, Al, you're one of the few people who know about the Buck Act. You know, if, if they you're were, not going to hear about it in the history books. You're not going to hear about any of this garbage in the history books. If they were forced in court, no. You know what? We're not just going to believe you. You're going to have to prove your federal yeah. jurisdiction here. Now, come on. Let's see it. Absolutely. And the Buck Act by itself was unconstitutional when it was first enacted. Yep. For crying out loud. I, I'm telling you, but, you know. I don't know. You well, know, we got, are the thing is, you got attorneys running the show, yeah. and they're yeah. never going to ask that. We'll have to get back after the break, Frank, because it's break time. It is, and we'll be back in just a bit. Everybody stay right where you're at.
studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for one forty. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System.
This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is September 1st, 2015. It's Tuesday, about 12.41 and a half out here on the Pacific Time Coast, 800-932-1980s. The call-in and uh, can go to the chat room, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. You'll see the chat link pop in there. You can chat with the other folks, participate in the show, or you could contact me directly on Yahoo Instant Messenger, A-V-R-N Talk is the screen name. All right, well, hey, uh, there were a couple of guesses on the uh, the band in the chat room, but uh, they were wrong. Uh, both songs were Johnny Winter. So, good guess. Somebody guessed Alvin Lee, which uh, is pretty close, but uh, no cigar. So, there we go. Uh, I lost two last night, but got two tonight. Today. Today, today, today. Anyway, today is Tuesday, and that means we got Al from Colorado with us. Welcome back, yes, Al. we're still here, Frank. What else have we got in the news other than the uh, market is tanking? And uh, I think we ought to talk about your namesake, just Pope got a, Francis. I, I just got an update here in the chat room. Uh, the Dow yep. at 16033, down 494. Oh, do Ooh. I hear five? Do I hear six? <laughs> do I hear seven? Where is that plunge protection team when you need them, Al? Oh, yeah. Well, it looks like the PPT is out of business, Frank, <laughs> and uh, they'll figure a way to uh, pop it up by the end of the day. They may, they may not, Al, you know, because hey. people who don't understand, a real quick rundown, the plunge yeah. protection team, what they do, all they do, is when the stock market starts falling too much, they start buying stock. Okay, yeah. they use government money, federal money, Federal Reserve money, borrowed money, and they go and they just start buying billions of dollars worth of stocks because, see, the stock market goes down because people are selling, selling. their stock. Selling. And what That's happens right. when everybody sells their stock? The price goes Prices down. Prices go bye-bye, yeah. Right, because, you see, it's like going to a store and, uh, well, gee, you know, if there's one item... Well, it's going to be priced real high because there's only one and there's tons of people who want it. But if there's uh -huh. tons of item and only one person that really wants it, the price is going to go way down and they're going to say, hey, uh, hey, we'll sell this to you for 10 bucks. Hey, I'll sell it to you for 9 I'll sell it to you for 8 because they want to get rid of it. And they got to yeah. lower the price to get people to buy. This is how the stock market works. So oh. the plunge protection team comes in and they say, I hey, will buy that at 10 Oh, even mm -hmm. though I only asked eight? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. We'll buy it well, at we 10. have to pop it up. <laughs> you know? Yes, we have to pop it up. And guess what, Frank? Breaking news. But the thing is... We've had another cop killed in Illinois. I, just, uh, just, I heard that. Just, I read that. I just now saw this. I don't know when this happened. Three, this happened not even an hour ago. So we've got another cop killed, and now we've got the SWAT team going house to house like they did in Boston, Frank. Can you say Boston, Frank? Yeah, Boston fraud. But, Al, mm -hmm. the thing about the stock market is the plunge protection team, Yeah. okay, they got lots of money, and they uh -huh. can buy lots of stocks. But yeah. if everybody who's got stocks decides to sell their stocks, yeah. there's nothing they can do, man. The only thing they can do is shut down the market, and they may just do that because I just got another update. Now it's down to 5 
five. It's down five hundred and twenty-four. Hey, Frank, do I hear six? Do I hear seven? <laughs> you might. Come on, Frank. It's about time that this whole system crashes, you, Frank. You, Frank. you might hear that by the end of the day, Al. There's still, uh, I think, an hour. Well, what, an hour left? Let's put it this way, Frank. The uh, stock market has another 15 minutes to go, Frank. Come on. Let's get a new record here, Frank. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Boy, well, I didn't mean to break in with that thing. They're about in trouble. The yeah, they are in big trouble, Frank. And uh, all you ABR listeners... If you haven't stopped up on your food, water, and projectiles, and firewood, and other uh, uh, necessities, you better start doing it. Don't cry to Frank. Well, and if yeah, and if you're still in the stock market, man, uh, you haven't been paying attention. Uh, oh, you know, I got to tell you something, Frank. Well, I was. I was with a relative I hadn't seen in many years. Uh-huh. And he said to me, he said, well, you know, he saw that the market had gone down when I was over there where it was uh, in my, where I went traveling, was down like at 800 points in sure. one day. And he, and he said, my wife and I are deciding whether or not to pull our money out or stay in. You know what I told him? I said, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your money, but I would get out and stay out. And it's, that's my, I just gave him my uh, suggestion, and who knows what he's going to do. I think he's going to wait around and wait for it to go back up, Frank, but you can't tell people anything. No, you? no. You know, it's like, look, man, gravy train just hit the wall. It's time to get out before this thing blows Absolutely up. Absolutely it's time to get out. And I told yeah. him it was time to get take out. Take your losses, lick your wounds, and, and take That's what right. you can Get take, out while you've got yeah. a whole skin left. And right, take Frank? what you can take because if you stay in, you're going to end up with nothing. Absolutely. Because, see, that's the difference. See, that's the difference. Now, people can say, well, gold's not a good investment because look at how much it's gone down. Yes, but it's still worth $1,200 an ounce. Hey, it's, it's going to go higher, Frank. It doesn't matter. It's always going to be worth something. The truth yeah. of the matter is your stocks don't can't say that. They will That's be right. gone. They'll be worth That's nothing. Right. You'll get zero. As a matter of fact, if you bought them on margin, you may get even worse than zero. You might end up owing money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> this is not a good thing. Oh, hey, Frank, now it's down 530. What about 530? Oh, down five. Come on, Frank, we still got uh, 13 <laughs> minutes left. Excuse me, 12 minutes left now. Come hurry, on. Hurry, hurry, hurry. I want to see six, Frank. Come on, let's have six, and uh, Frank will call it a good day, right? Hey, wait a minute, though, Al. By the end of the day, you know, in the last two minutes, it could go up a 1,000 points, too. Oh, you mean our, our pump and dump boy? Oh, you mean our plunge protection team boy saved the day again? Is that what you're telling that, me, Frank? Either that or somebody just pushed a button and said, hey. We're oh, wait a minute. Off. Remember Dirty Harry was losing up until the last 30 minutes, and all of a sudden that woman was creaming him, and all of a sudden in the last 30 minutes, Dirty Harry pulled ahead, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right, man. Hey, did you hear this thing about uh, this woman's uh, suing Chipotle? For what is she suing Chipotle? Well, you know, they've got this GMO-free menu, they say. Yeah, yeah. And on their website, they, they tell you that, well, you know, uh, the meats, the, they're, these are fed GMO uh, feed. You know, oh, you're talking about the beef. The, the cattle is fed GMO well, garbage. the beef, the pigs, the chickens, they're all fed GMO stuff, right? Okay. And uh, they get, they tell you that on their website that, you know, so everything is not completely GMO-free, uh, right? Well, this woman's suing because she says, well, they say it's free and it's uh, GMO-free and it's not. Well, okay. Uh, 
you know, my question is, Al, if this if this suit wins, uh, how many of us should go sue the phone company for telling us we have unlimited long distance when we don't? And how many of us should go sue our internet provider when they say you've got unlimited? You know, you can use your thing unlimited. Uh, well, and, so far, no one's charged me extra. My ISP hasn't charged me extra, well, Frank. That's and because, I said, you, you know, wait, when you've got a home ISP, the mm-hmm. limit's real high. It's like 250 gigabytes. Uh-huh. So chance, I don't use anywhere yeah, near that. Yeah, chances are your average Nothing, no. I don't use anywhere near any of that stuff, Frank. And but, the same thing with my phone minutes, too. No, I'm however, not bill. The phone minute. Now, if you've got one of those smartphones that you can use like a Oh, computer, you're talking about a cell phone deal you're talking about. Well, not well, a, not no, a, no, 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 no. The home, the home things is 250 gigabytes. That's the limit. If you have a are you talking about for download or for making calls now? No, download and upload. I'm talking about that. Oh, you're talking about up and downloading. Yeah. Well, I don't really download very I know, much I'm stuff. Talking right? about, I'm talking about your home like DSL, okay? Okay. If you've got a residential DSL, it's... Like a 250 gigabyte limit on the unlimited. Now, uh-huh. now, but if you go to your mobile phone and you have yeah. a data plan, Al, yeah. most of them are. Oh, they say unlimited data, unlimited minutes, unlimited text, right? Yeah. Well, the data is five gigabytes. That's oh, what really? Call, that's all. That's what they call unlimited. Well, that's not unlimited. Five gigabytes is not unlimited, Frank. It's unlimited up to five gigabytes, Al. Oh, but they're not telling you that, though. So I'm wondering, hey, man, you know, because uh, this has been a sore spot with me for probably 15 years. I don't years. think I even download one megabyte of stuff a month, Frank. That's how much little I download right. of anything. You know, but this has been a sore spot with me for probably 15 years. No, you? no, I haven't had any problem with my phone company. I've got all the minutes I want when I call somebody in New York or New Jersey or Florida or whatever, I can talk for hours and hours, and that's the way it is. For talking is what I'm ta- referring to now. Well, yeah. Oh, hey. But, uh, hey, but hey, if hey. they're telling you this, Frank, and they're not doing it, how about all the other garbage that you say? Oh, this is, you know, all these companies say, well, you know, this is like Barry telling us, oh, yeah, if you want your, uh, want to keep your uh, <laughs> your doctor or keep your uh, your medicine or whatever it is, you can, you know. <laughs> Sure, sure, yeah, it's like saying, I, hey, and I'm a U.S. citizen, and I was born yeah. here, and yeah, sure. You well, I'll tell you one thing about sure. the Donald, though. If he gets in, if he does get in, and he be, takes over Barry's spot, and he says, hey, guess what? Mexican people, whoever, if you come here illegally and you have a kid on this soil, guess what? Your kid isn't a citizen. Sorry. Bye. Yeah, well, you see... I want to know how the Donald's going to round up... Uh, they say there's only 11 million... Frank, there's anywhere from 30 million. to 50 million illegals yeah, in I this was country. Just, of- I was just saying 40 million. That's what I think. At least, minimum. And I don't I don't see how Donald is going to get the Mexicans to build a wall or pay for the wall. But I do agree with him about charging tariffs to all these General Motors and Ford and Chrysler going out of the country. Absolutely. Well, sure, but that's what's supposed to run the country, Frank, not income taxes. Well, that's true, and and look, Donald's on to something with the immigration thing. Yeah, because people are tired of it. People are tired of Absolutely. it here. They're tired of it in Europe. They're tired of it, man. It's it's, Frank, it's gone too far. You know how much illegal of everybody costs the taxpayer every year. Every all the illegals, whether they're from Mexico or ever, three hundred and thirty-eight billion a year. Yeah. You think you could use that money for something else, Frank? You think? Yeah. 
How about you think we could finish building, re- rebuilding New Orleans and rebuild Detroit the way it's supposed to be? You think? How about taking care of the homeless? Uh, you know, in America, the the American homeless. Oh, Frank, for all you veterans out there, Frank, you are a veteran since you were in the military. Right. Guess how many veterans have died waiting for the VA to uh, get to them? Take a guess. Well, if you love the... 240,000 of them. Well, Al, if you love the VA health care system, you're really going to love Obamacare. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it's the same system, Al. What else is new? You know, I mean, but the thing is here, you know, Donald's going to have to come up with a real plan. Because, yeah, he's got everybody's attention now. Yeah, but Donald's like, like Bernie Sanders. How are we going to pay for Who's going to pay for it, Donald? Somebody well, should that's be the thing. Well, you see, what he's talking about is spending piles of money on this and, and lots of, oh, uh, you know, let's kick in doors and drag Mexicans down the street to the border. And, and, you know, nobody wants to see that, Al. So the thing is, it's like, well, okay, what's the real problem here? Well, the real problem is... These these illegals have been given an incentive to come here. Take away. That's right. Take How away. about stopping the what's his name? Stopping all welfare, getting rid of corporations, making the corporations regular companies who are liable for everything, and having a fair wage, and getting Uncle Sam's nose out of the uh, what do you call minimum wage deal? Take away the incentives. And the, and, and the illegals will go home because they're not here for the weather. They're not here because they want to be around white people. They're here for the free stuff, okay? And they'll work cheaper for the corporations, too. They'll take less money, too. Yeah, because, see, when they got... They, <laughs> they can make less money, and they'll still get food stamps, free medical, free everything, man. You know, free education. Hey. Look... You got to take away the incentives. You don't have That's to be dragging right. You can't people send any money if you work in the United States and you're here. You cannot send any money to Mexico. No more sending money well, to Mexico. You know Mexico. that's not the problem, Al. The problem is Tyson Foods. The problem is uh, Silicon Valley. The problem is these big corporations. Absolutely. They need to hey, be. Frank? They need to, look, Al. It's very simple. You just say, "Listen," and you could do this with existing law because you know what, Al? It's the not legal to hire people who cannot prove they're in this country legally. Absolutely, anybody. Yeah, that's right. Right now, it's not legal, Al. It's not legal. But that yet, oh well, who cares? They're, that nobody's enforcing the law, so they're looking the other way, Frank, and that's what it is. You know, you get in there and you say, "Oh, guess what? Here's your 30-day notice." We are going to be enforcing the law from now on, and uh, the law is going to be, you know, like this. How about this one, Frank? You don't get rid of your illegal workers. We're going to shut you down and take all your assets and put it into the Treasury. You're out of business, You know, uh, I would give, like, non-corporation businesses, your first time we catch you with illegals, it's a $500 fine and a warning that next time, if we catch you again, you're done. You're through. You're out of business. We're a, taking your assets. It's a hundred thousand dollar fine. We seize your business and sell it at auction. Is that a, a five hundred dollars for every illegal you've got? So if you've got ten no. illegals, that's no, 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 five thousand no, no. bucks. No, no. It's just the opportunity to give them the warning that next uh-huh. time. In other words, get rid of these illegals, or else when we come back, if we find one. It's going to be. You're a, gone. We're taking your stuff. That's you're, right. you're, 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 it's a hundred thousand bucks. 
and we seize your business and sell it at auction. And corporations, the first time, $50,000. The second time, we... You're out of business. Yeah, we, we cancel your charter. You're That's no right. longer, there is you're no no more longer corporation. a corporation. You don't exist anymore. I want to see Donald shut down. Uh, I want to see Donald shut down Wall Street, the commodities markets, and guess what, Frank? There's no more free lunch for anybody. Everybody works who's able-bodied. And then period. Al, Al so you no take, more corporations, Frank. So you take you're away business. So you take away. Look, there's no more jobs here for you. Okay, because nobody can hire you. Because nobody's going to lose their business to save a few bucks. Okay. Okay, so what's next? Oh, guess what? No free schooling. If you can't show that you're legal, uh, legally in this country, no, you don't get to go to public. i got a better one, Frank. If you can't speak English, you have to speak English in, in, in public. You must speak English. I don't care what language you speak in your house, Frank. You can, speak, uh, you can speak Martian in your house, but everything in this country is done in English. No more push one for Spanish, push two for this. That's kind of draconian to tell people well, can't Frank, speak I'm any, sorry. to speak Frank, any other everybody, language in public. Everybody who came here is learned. You yes, know what? Frank. Okay, what you do? Look, Al, if you want to do something with the language, you can't tell people they can't speak something in public. Wait a minute, Frank. I didn't say they couldn't speak it in their house. Every all business is connected. All business is conducted. Al, I in don't English. care. Look, if you want to open up a Mexican place that only speaks Mexican, that's fine. Uh, but as far as the government goes, they should make English the official language. And you just can't say, Look, vote unless you speak it. You've got you to be registered to vote. No, there are no documents written in any language other than English. That's it. I agree. Anything done from the government on a public thing from the government, is everything is done in English. And I would get rid of the push one for Spanish, push two for this. Everything is done. You know, it should be done in English. Well, look, if you take away... Frank, the, if you go to Germany... Uh, did they have push one for German, push two for... Al, uh, if you, Al, if you take away the jobs, you take away education, you take away free health care, you take away welfare, Absolutely. There, there aren't going to be enough Spanish-speaking people in this country to need to push one, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, and you don't have to drag anybody out. You don't have to arrest people for speaking Spanish. You don't have to do anything like that. You just take away the incentive. Absolutely. But, you know, they voluntarily came here. They can voluntarily right. go home. That's right. You don't get to work if you don't speak English. All right, Al. Work. We'll see you next Tuesday, man. We'll see you next week, Frank. All right. Bye-bye. All right, folks. Coming up next is Financial Survival. I'll be back later tonight. And, uh, hey, tune in to uh, American Independence Hour. You might be able to hear me on there, too, with Al Adapt. Anyway... Thanks for listening. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. 
prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. like that song. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Melody Suderstrom, and you're listening to Financial Survival. I am here with my co-host, Alfred Adisk, to bring you our opinion and commentary on today's economic and political events. For September 1st, it's Tuesday, 2015. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. Al. Hello, Melody. Oh, Interesting day in the markets, and uh, of course the uh, stock market uh, started uh, with uh, having the uh, Rule 48 invoked, and um, for the for the uh, um, for the New York Stock Exchange and uh, the markets. Which is what? What's Rule 48? The Rule 48 is the plunge protection, <laughs> basically in extreme high market volatility. Uh, what it does, it it, it arranges. It, it's uh, um, there, there's uh, impact on the designated market movers to arrange for the fair and orderly open uh, reopening following a market halt of trading at the exchange. So they close the, uh, they just let things filter through. They can invoke it um, in the beginning or at the closing of trading and. Um, um, so if, if it looks like there's going to be extreme volatility, they invoke this Rule 48. Uh, if this uh, market volatility condition is declared, um, what it is is um, a qualified what it exchange. Is, is legalized manipulation. That's exactly. What, what they what they do is a qualified exchange officer uh, is empowered to temporarily suspend at the open of trading or reopening of trading following a market-wide trading halt. And, uh, you know, what's interesting, this all became, um, the rule was approved December 6, 2007. Um, it has been used rarely since, 
but I believe this past month in August, it was invoked several times uh, throughout the month. So you're right. It's, it's a legal way to manipulate the market. Yeah. I mean, it's that simple. Yep. And that doesn't even go with all the other stops and everything else they have um, that they can use at their discretion uh, throughout the day. And I think they use the market 48 every day on gold and silver. <laughs> you know, the rule of 48, they must use it on gold and silver every day. But uh, uh, So we had a big down day in the market today. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. But first, let's get to the um, gold and silver prices. And we have gold. Off the high, but still up six dollars today at uh, eleven forty-one. Up six thirty. If silver could maintain its uh, lead today, down three pennies at fourteen seventy. Platinum was down nine at a thousand three, along with palladium down thirty-one at five hundred and seventy-four. Palladium took a dive with all the. Uh, uh, auto manufacturing numbers that came out today and with the discussion of China that sort of tanked along with copper and I got some of those numbers uh, about the auto uh, manufacturing we can talk about that in a little bit so big pressure on palladium we have um, okay what's wrong with my computer they don't like me talking about this stuff the USDX today is down 0.55 at 95.41 Whoa, I didn't even see crude oil today. I knew it was down, down 4.17 at 45.03. Huge. Oh, man, the market's going to be interesting tomorrow. And it's like the, a 9% fall in a single day, maybe 9.5%. Oh, I don't know what that is. Huge. And let's go ahead and see what the uh, paper markets today, the Dow, 469 points. Still holding the 16,000 level at 16.058, down almost 3%. The NASDAQ is down 140, also almost 3%, 46.36. And the S&P followed along at 3%, uh, down 58 at 1913. The 10-year yield, you know, it's down from, the I think, the high yesterday of 222 uh, down, let's see, we're looking at 217 for the 10 year yield. The euro, of course, gained strength 0.79 at 1.13. And uh, a nasty uh, overnight sessions, uh, trading sessions in the markets for the Asian markets. Hong Kong down two and a quarter, Japan down almost 4%. London was down three, and Germany was uh, down. Uh, a little over two and a third percent. So um, none of the world markets um, did very well overnight. And, um, you know, it's all pretty much based on China. They had a manufacturing index um, um this is the official index of Chinese manufacturing. It fell to a three-year low last month and another sign of, uh, of uh, slowing growth. The manufacturing index, uh, which surveys purchasing managers, dropped to 49.7 in August from 50 in July. You didn't think that's really a huge drop, uh, but it did go below 50, which indicates a contraction. But... Um, 
See, the it thing about it, like to my a- mind, though, is is this based on China or is it just blamed on China? People are saying China's having a contraction and therefore everything else is going to hell. I don't think that's what's going on. I think China's having a contraction because the global economy has contracted. I mean, China can't sell things if nobody's buying. We're not having China's industries haven't shut down because they can't produce things. They're shut down because people aren't buying things. And to me, China is an effect, not a cause. Now, it's it's a domino situation where you knock one domino down and that knocks China down and then China knocks other things down. So it's hard to you can't say that there's no causal, you know, mechanism that's that can be traced back to China exactly. But I see this as the global economy has been slowing down. It's been common knowledge for several years. You've watched the Baltic Dry Index and that sort of thing. We know that we're having a global recession minimum and probably a global depression. And so China's got nobody to sell to. And so China's folding up. And people are trying to blame China. Well, you know, China is just the first of a number of dominoes to fall. But I don't see that it's the cause of the dominoes falling. No, it isn't. And, and, and I agree with you 100%. I mean, the, the, the world has been, uh, it's been difficult around the world. I mean, we've been reporting on this how long? You know, the recession, this quote-unquote great recession, we never came out of it. And my question is, if, if China was getting all of its uh, growth from the U.S. during the great boom mm-hmm. leading up to the 2008, you would think that their stock markets at that point in time would have reached all-time highs. At that level, and then you know we came off the, uh, uh, you know our peak, and the rest of the world, Europe, and everywhere else. I think a lot of the problem is if we go a little bit deeper. Yeah, I think China's getting blamed for it, but we know that a lot of money has gone into a lot of these emerging markets, and China is probably one of them. And when you see, you know, as soon as you, and which probably built it up to some degree, and that did help a lot of these uh, smaller countries, the oil prices helped a lot of these emerging markets, and now all these little emerging markets, they're just getting hammered. Um, I mean, they're having big difficulties that it reflects in the purchases of items. And, you know, again, we see the reflection in copper and palladium and, and so forth, all your industrial metals. And uh, so it, it's, you know, it's that little bit of a snowball. You know, I'm not quite sure what, you know, is the snow that fell that created, uh, you know, the ability for the snow to make a big ball and to roll down the hill and become bigger and bigger. But, uh, you China know, China is so- to some extent a bubble. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. It's not just it a question. We deal with China as if there's a great economic engine there and there's great re- fundamental. They don't reality. have anything. And the truth is, there's a certain. Well, they have some things. There's no question. There's well, some reality. But there's also the same irrational exuberance that Alan Greenspan complained about back in what 2005, 2006, somewhere in there when he warned about it. And then a couple of years later, we had the onset of the Great Recession. Um, there is a, an irrational exuberance. And people just, oh, I'm investing in China. China's the place to be. Oh, is it? Come on. Again, we've talked about this on the program where they have pollution that reaches, that is detectable all the way in California, across the Pacific Ocean. Right? They have rivers that look, that that they are like, some of them are red. Right? And not less just sediment. They are red as, as just rivers. I mean, there is a problem there. That place is 
It's fragile. And everybody who's been piling on for the last 10 years, oh, China, 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 very the big engine, the big second biggest economy in the world, the and the money. industrial engine that's pulling the world's economy. Oh, bunk. No, look at the money that these huge hedge funds and all of this uh, mass media to build China up, look at the billions and trillions of dollars that these corporations made. That's what it was all about. Look well, at these banks, and you're right. What does China have that, you know, it, but it was a play, and everybody jumped on board. Yeah, you know, hey, China, put your money in China, or mm-hmm. put your money here, and let's go into Brazil, and hey, we've got the BRICS nations. And all the whole time, China's sitting there laughing, building up their military and uh, that no one knows about. No one knows exactly what type of military China has, but I'll guarantee you when it's released or it's found out, it will shock the world what they have built up. And, you know, China truly, you know, people truly underestimated China. And, yes, I don't I agree. In some regards, they've underestimated, but in other regards, they've overestimated. And this thing has been hyped, and a lot of people have simply been foolish enough to buy the hype. China has been a fragile nation. They have so many problems, if only because of overpopulation. They have too many people. They don't know what to do with all these people. They don't know how to control all these people. I guarantee the people that are running the country are scared to death that it can burst. It can fall apart at any moment just from population pressures. Well, I don't believe the Chinese government is concerned about their overpopulation. I think that's the least. I think that's the least. Not from... From a communist country, I don't think they really care about the population. They could well, they care don't less. Kill them all, but what are they going to well. do with them? <laughs> really? Okay. Well, no, I, I don't know what they're going to do, but I'm just saying this is not. They have problems that are so massive that they are not easily solved. But you have to admit that China was built up, and they did provide a lot in the past couple of years. They did take a position uh, from the United States. As far as you know, they they are still now they are in the number one market, but you see their sales are slowing. And um, what I thought was interesting, if I can find the note here, is their auto sales. Uh, when we hit a low, I mean, it was you know they they did replace. I mean, the world doesn't move on automobiles, but again, it is a sign of how much money that was. There's a lot of money out there. There's a and lot of credit. Out there's there. a lot of credit. You're absolutely right. Where correct. Where is the money? You sell money. Well, the bankers get the money. The banks and the rest of us sell credit and debt instruments. And there's a difference. Um, I mean, China has been built up. China didn't just grow suddenly on its own, you know, on its own brilliance and industry. They didn't grow in the last 20 years to be something extraordinary. They have been aided and assisted by people pumping money into China. All right rather than other countries, and they've done that, and as a result, our economy has been diminished, China's has been expanded, but China is growing based on money that has been injected into their, not their own productivity, but I'm not saying there's no productivity there, that's not what I mean, but the primary source of their spectacular growth over the last 15, 20 years has been investment in China. Foreign investment come pouring into China. Now, we are at a point where people are beginning to say, oh, we don't have maybe enough foreign investment to keep this going. Um, people in China are beginning to get worried and say, it's time to bail. 
the wealthy are allegedly trying to move $35 billion a month into foreign countries, including the United States, just to get out of China. I mean, it looks to me like China is sitting on the edge of a, a, a serious collapse. We talk about the United States and some people, oh, we're going to have a collapse. Well, maybe we are. But I guarantee you, whatever collapse we have here will be a picnic compared to a similar collapse in China. China has a collapse, and you're going to see probably millions of people die. Not just be inconvenienced and not have, a, not have dinner tonight or something like that. I mean, dead bodies floating down the river. Um, if they go down, they're going to go down. It's going to be a terrible situation. We go down, yeah, it's going to be a lot of trouble. But they they crash, and it's going to be a catastrophe. So I don't know where it's all going, but the point on all of this is China is being blamed as if they're the response. I'm just I'm saying they are merely among the first of the dominoes to fall. And if you want to understand what's going on, in my opinion, you're going to look for deeper explanations than China's having a bad time. And for me, I'm going to be inclined to trace the explanation back to the fiat monetary system, the debt-based monetary system the idea that we can teach that we can take debt instruments and treat them as assets debt is not an asset i know you know in the final analysis it is there's it's at times it kind of looks like an asset it can but it still depends on somebody else's promise to pay an asset is something you can hold in your hand this is mine i own it I'm Debt not sure. instruments don't fit that description. I'm not sure China was the first domino. I think the U.S. was the first oh, domino. There's... I think the U.S. was the first domino, and then it just, you know, China just, there was a big gap. But, uh, I mean, the South Korea came out today, and they revealed a 15% plunge in their August exports uh, due to the weaker demand from China. So uh, that's huge. I mean, yeah. that's huge. Yeah, South Korea, but it's still huge. And uh, so it will be interesting to see how this pushes the uh, um, the, the trade agreement. Which one? Or you does mean it the disrupt it? Yeah. Yes. Or does it disrupt it? Interesting how that folds out. I think everything's getting so unstable. It's increasingly every man for himself. And I think they're trying to hold things together and establish, let's get an agreement going on here. We all agree that we're going to do this, that, or the other in order to make the system hold together. Well, that's been going on for 10 years, though. Well, I get that, but I'm still saying I think maybe it's, it's not just uh, part of the motivation behind the agreement is to get people to try to hold the line. And I think the real forces of depression, a global slowdown are going to drive people apart, and it becomes every man for himself. Let's take a break for some commercials. Melody and I will be back in a moment on financial survival. Please stay tuned.
have a heart condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit, toll free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the three W's.thepowerherbs.com. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Hi, folks. I'm Alfred Addisk here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. Program is brought to you by Discount Gold and Silver at 1-800-375-4188. What's next, Melody? Gold and silver is only one of the few things that you can really, you know, depend on during these turbulent times. And I'm beginning to hear the clients that I talk to, I'm beginning to hear a little more fear coming into their voices, uh, their concern. And what's sad is, you know, so many of their pensions, their retirements are, are, are tagged to 401ks. They don't have access to those funds. And uh, folks, uh, I'd be checking. I'd be checking on what you have access to and how you can rearrange uh, some of those funds and get yourself uh, positioned if you if you're not already. So give us a call at one eight hundred three seven five four one eight eight. We got some great prices on all our coins. We went over the um, comparisons yesterday on twenty dollar gold pieces. They do continue to rise. We got some great specials on some of those coins. So. Uh, make sure you visit our website at dgscoins.com, dgscoins.com. And um, 
Make sure you sign up for our newsletter. You can listen to the radio programs. They are archived there on a weekly and daily basis. So if you missed one, you can certainly go back and uh, listen for a very long time. If you don't have anything to do this weekend, well, you can listen to hours and hours of Alfred and myself. Wouldn't that be a joy, Al? Yeah, I've been meaning to do that myself, Melody. But I, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'm, maybe this weekend, or maybe not. I don't know. But um, so, give us a call, folks. Eight hundred three seven five four one eight eight. And if you hear anything unusual going out there in the gold and silver market, uh, give us a call. We're always happy to. Uh, if it's a legitimate price, I'm always happy to uh, uh, match it or beat it if I can. And uh, but you, you know, have to give us the opportunity in order to uh, do that for you. I went back, Alan. Let me see if I can pull it up here quickly. My computer is running a little bit slow for some reason today. But uh, the U.S. Mint for the month of August was a pretty good month for August. There was uh, almost five million silver eagles sold. It was just shy. Let me bring that number up here. Four million nine hundred and thirty-five thousand. Four million nine hundred and thirty-five thousand, and uh, so that was a pretty good number for August. And with gold eagles starting out a tad sluggish, uh, ended up with one hundred and one thousand ounces of gold sold. So uh, a lot of folks are buying the. One tenth ounce. Uh, we matched. Um, there was thirteen thousand one tenth ounce uh, sold uh, in August. In July, there was thirteen thousand five hundred. So a lot of folks are picking up the smaller fractional pieces. We've certainly been um, selling a lot of those. Uh, uh, you can't beat the comparison with uh, a gram or a bar. I mean, people recognize a coin. A coin. It's just more desirable and recognizable. So. I think um, grams are foolish. Oh, that's a novelty. Yeah, it's an interesting novelty, but again, it's not if gonna the time do ever anything comes like... where you have to produce, you have to trade a gram for some groceries, who's going to believe the little bit of metal, shiny metal? Who's going to sit there and take your word for it? No, this is really gold. It's a gram. It's, it's really, this is really a gram of gold. Well, maybe it is, maybe it's not. But if you are able to produce... You know, a silver, a silver eagle, for example. All right, people look at that. All right, now we know what we're talking about. They will believe in a silver eagle. They're going to look at a gram of gold and say, "I don't know." Uh, you know, it's for them, it's for, for the person who's going to ask to accept it, that's risky business. And it is certain if all you have is a little square gram of gold. It's certain that somebody's going to be counterfeiting these things. They're going to produce some sort of little metal. If if anyone starts accepting grams of gold and payment for groceries, I guarantee you there are going to be people that are coming out with little grams of brass, shiny brass or something like that. And they're going to say, oh, yeah, this is gold. And how are you going to test that? You know, if assuming assuming we ever got to a point where you could be selling, buying groceries in the grocery store for either a silver eagle or a gram of gold. 
Today, if you walk in with a $100 bill, they're going to hold it up to the light, and they're going to rub that pen on it and the rest of it to see if that's a real $100 bill or it's counterfeit. How are you going to tell? How are you going to get clerks to accept little pieces of, little pieces of shiny metal? They're easily duplicated. I mean, it takes a certain amount of skill to make a counterfeit silver eagle. But how much skill does it take to make a counterfeit gram of gold? If you'd have to have scientific apparatus there where you can determine the, how much, what is the actual volume of this little chunk of metal? What's the size? What's the volume? Now, what's the weight? Divide the, uh, what, the gram by the volume and calculate whether or not the weight corresponds to the, uh, a, a measure of gold or is it something other than gold? I mean, the whole thing, it just grams are stupid to my mind. They just don't make good sense. On really? top of which, on top of which... You pay too much. That's right. That's exactly right. You're probably, if you're buying these little grams of gold, you're probably paying about 50%, 40-50% more than the gold is worth. It just is a rational choice. This morning I watched a video someone sent me about some guy. I don't remember his name, but he was out there with a, a camera, and he had Hershey bars in one hand, yep. chocolate, chocolate Hershey bars in one hand, and a 10-ounce silver bar <laughs> in one hand. No one, Well, we don't know because, you know, they edit those videos. You, I mean, he, he showed, you know, maybe 10 people taking the chocolate bar, but, you know, maybe 20 people took the silver bar. But No, I don't think so. No, you don't know. Uh, you know, hey. Or 20, hey. 20 silver bars? I don't think so. If he showed the people that took the silver bars, nobody would watch the video. But my point is the people that took the silver or took the chocolate candy bars, if he had a coin in his hand. That would have been a different point. I think it would have been because I give that example all the time to my customers who ask me, well, which should I buy, bars or coins? Well, you put a bar in one hand and a coin in the other and you present it to somebody, what do you think most of them would choose? 99% of the time, they're going to choose the coin. And he sort of proved it. Because people didn't want the bar. Now, whether they didn't want the bar because, you know, hey, if somebody was offering me a silver bar no, on the stupid. street. The bar had you know. to be worth $200 or more, and they took it. They, they would rather have a Hershey bar. A guy's standing on the street. He's got somebody with a camera. People are coming up. He says, this is your lucky day. And he says, <laughs> you won your choice. You get your choice. You either get a brand new cold, a cold right out of the refrigerator Hershey bar, or you could have one ounce or ten ounce uh Silver ingot. What do you want? Silver bar. And the people, hmm, they look, and everyone he showed, he might add eight or ten people. Every one of them where he did the test, they took the Hershey bar. Instead of an, a gold bar, that, or excuse me, silver bar, that had to be worth over $200. And they'd rather eat the Hershey bar. This is the kind of ignorance. I mean, this is not just... You know, the, the all, Jay, Jay Leno's all-star walking all-stars or whatever it was. I mean, this is an extraordinary example of how ignorant a, a significant percentage of the American people are about money. They don't even understand the difference between 10 ounces of silver and a Hershey bar. That is not a level of ignorance that's going to be easily overcome. How will politicians, when the time comes, explain to people, your little pieces of paper aren't worth anything? 
They're not even worth a Hershey bar anymore. And people say, what? I can't get a Hershey bar with a $10 bill? No. You're going to need some silver or some gold. And people are saying, what? Are you crazy? We're going to need silver or gold. I can't get Hershey bars without silver gold. I mean, you see this, and it's one of those things like, my God, you feel like Dr. Doolittle. Trying to talk to these people is like trying to talk to, I don't know, the push me, pull you or something like that. It is good God. (laughs) And it's a real tribute to American education. We have adults who would rather eat a Hershey bar. I'd rather have a Hershey bar than uh, than 10 ounces of silver. I think the dumbest, and then we'll, we'll move in. I got some numbers here. The dumbest of the bunch was when he offered this woman, well, there's a pawn shop right there. Let's go in and, and see exactly what this is worth. And she still took the chocolate bar. She didn't even bother to go into the, at least I would have said, oh, well, if I didn't, well, okay, let's go see what it's worth. You know, maybe I can sell it and take the money instead. No, she just took the chocolate bar. I mean, you could have pawned it for a hundred dollars. Pawned it for fifty bucks. Yeah, fifty bucks. All right, whatever. Bought yourself what? Twenty-five Hershey bars or something. I don't know what. And I don't mean to laugh. It's pathetic. It's sad, but it's like it's 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 just mind-boggling. It really is. All right. I mean, these people. Good God. How can how can you find people that are that ignorant and yet the quest? The real point is. How can you find people that are sufficiently intelligent to pass that test? Well, let me say this, too, because this is a big concern I get from many, many people that I talk to. They're concerned about, well, who's, and I hear it all the time. Well, so-and-so said, nobody's going to want my gold and silver. And the question is, the people on the street that took the chocolate bar, Instead of the, you're not you won't be dealing with them. You're going to be dealing with business people. You're going to be dealing with the moms and pop shops, who if they don't change and understand the ways, they will be out of business, and okay. they have no way to pay their bills and for them to survive. Businesses, commerce, locally will survive. Some will go out of business, but those that are smart and are are able to understand what is going on, they will take your gold, and your silver. So you just don't let people say, like the, like the people who took the chocolate bar instead of the silver, oh, nobody's got, you're not going to be dealing with those people. Well, they'll, they'll not, get educated quickly. They'll get educated, and that's what right. it's, but... Uh, painfully, they will be educated painfully, but they will be educated quickly, and they'll begin to realize, you mean that a bar of silver... <laughs> I mean, this is like a Monty Python film. You can almost see these people standing there as the thought goes through their mind and they begin, you mean the 10 ounces of silver is worth more than a Hershey bar? I mean, it'll be an astonishing moment of enlightenment enlightenment for some of these people. At the, you know, But regardless, they will catch on. And well, it won't be long. No, no. The, and I just wanted to. Talk no, they will still say, "Well, if you offer them two Hershey bars instead of a instead of a silver bar, then they'll still take the Hershey bars, probably. But one Hershey bar, they'll wake up and they'll be too smart to take that deal again." I just want to talk a little bit about August and and the markets. Uh, 
Uh, I, you know, I talked about, you know, August and September are truly the volatile months in the stock market historically. And uh, we've seen the same thing we have as far as this August went. It has earned its place in the record books. This was the worst August in nearly two decades for the Dow Jones. Uh, the Dow posted about a 6.4% decline in August, and which marked the worst month in more than five years. Uh, comparing the month with other Augusts, it is the worst August since 1998. Overall, it was the sixth worst monthly performance for the Dow, and the worst since May 2010, when the Dow dropped 7.9%. Uh, the S&P pretty much uh, posted a 6.3% fall in August, its worst monthly tumble in more than three years. And if you stack up against other August returns, the S&P 500 marked its worst fall since 2001 when it tumbled 6.41%. And not to forget the NASDAQ, it was off 6.9% for the month. It was similarly, similarly steep. Try and say that two words together. With the, uh, of course, the tech heavy, it was the worst performance on the month in 14 years, and it uh, was the worst monthly return overall in three years. So, uh, volatility for August, and yet September historically is the worst month. So, so here's the question. Yes, sir. We know that the markets are vulnerable. All right, we've seen evidence of that in the last week or ten days. We're seeing evidence of it today, but we're going into the most volatile month for the markets. And typically, if I understand correctly, September is on average the worst month of the year for stock markets. All right, that's just an average over a period of years. They compare the month, 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 and they how does January compare to February to March and so on? And September is usually the worst month for the markets. <clears throat> now, we're going to have what will probably be, statistically, we can expect a bad month for the markets in September. All right? But we can also anticipate that the markets, in theory, will start rising again later on. This is going to be their yearly low, probably. Probably. But will it be low enough to really catch the momentum that's already here? All right? Right now, we had a problem in August. Is September going to magnify that problem and give it a certain amount of momentum where it continues to fall, or come October, are we going to see something like a recovery, just just as a normal statistical event? Well, I think it's the beginning. And um, what I don't see in the markets, I mean, sure, you look at all the the volatility index and the fear indexes, and they all show, you know, you know, really bad numbers. Yeah. But yet there's no, you don't sense the sort of fear being, uh, coming through in the markets. It, it's kind of strange and bizarre, but yet you hear there's so much influence coming from mainstream media, and there's so much influence coming from financial planners. And, oh, and people remember the last time the Dow went to 6,000, hey, it came back to 18. So there's nothing for me to worry about. I'm going to start looking for bargains kind of like in that phase where you know oh hey on the dips but there isn't anything there to buy so i think if september continues the way august did i think the fear will be created and very quickly and and again we have labor day 
you have a lot of people out. Uh, you have a lot of people getting their kids ready for school. People are distracted at this point in time. And so, you know, it's really hard to call. But I really don't sense any panic yet in the markets. We don't see it in the bonds. You know, the 10-year, yeah, you know, the, the 10-year yield dropped a little bit. But, you know, nothing, you know, drastically to, to say, oh, my gosh. And well, when, we'll, yeah, we'll see. And, and Let's talk about the oh my gosh moment when we return. We'll take a couple of commercial, take a couple of commercials, and Melody and I will be right back on financial survival, and we will at least speculate on what might constitute the oh my gosh moment. We'll be right back. Please stay tuned to financial survival. Aspirin mistake. Aspirin was discovered by mistake during World War II and suppresses your immune system and prevents blood clotting. Don't expose your body to risk when you can use a natural inflammation and pain reliever called Extra Strength Pain Relief by Apothecary Herbs. Discover the power this formula has with salicin to enter the system in 60 seconds to work hard and relieve pain for 12 hours. Whether it's arthritis, sports injury, or flu, you can relieve aches, pain, and swelling with our Extra Strength Pain Relief Formula. Call Apothecary Herbs now, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom Food prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit discount gold and silver trading at dgscoins.com. That's dgscoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Folks, I'm Alfred Addisk here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. We are talking about what is it going to take to produce an oh-my-gosh moment in the stock markets, in the economy, where people all of a sudden say, 
wait a second, we got a big problem here. Because as Melody was pointing out, so far that doesn't appear to be part of the, the mindset of the American people. The market dropped. It was up pushing 18,000. Now it's down 16,000. Um, we've had a serious drop. It's dropping again, serious amount today, over 400 points. Uh, is this cause for alarm? And you would think it is on one level, but it doesn't appear to be. It's happening and people are looking at it. So why do we, why are people not concerned, Melody? Do you have any idea? Why they're not concerned? Yeah. I think, number one, they don't have much choice. I mean, again, their money is all bound up in their 401ks, and and um, I think there's a, still that confidence is still in place. Um, you know, people still see the hustle and bustle of things being built, uh, the home market, uh, you know, everything is being distorted to, to various degrees. The auto markets, uh, hey, if, you know, you one breath, you hear everybody's, uh, you know, buying automobiles. But yet, if you look into the truth and you take out the spin, you realize, well, people are buying automobiles, but it's all by debt and it's by money they can't afford. And it's all subprime loans. So, yep. again, what's, oh, any of the, the growth that they're seeing is not coming from solid growth just again manipulated growth and i think people that confidence has not um it's still there it hasn't disappeared and you don't hear of any one big event you know it's like oh okay this is a 10 percent correction okay okay so this is what they've been conditioned to believe over you know, ever since the market started moving up, ever since they introduced, you know, all the, the quantitatives and the bonds were being bought that pushed the market higher, and all these multi-net corporations manipulating all their stocks and, and manipulating all their dividends that they pay, um, you know, most of those dividends are paid by debt. They go out and borrow the money to pay the dividends because the, the money is so cheap for them. I mean, it's just mind-boggling. But the normal guy doesn't know this. The guy out there in the markets doesn't know this, doesn't understand this. And uh, so he still has that little bit of confidence. I've seen reports. I see two things that might explain this, at least partially. First is after the Great Recession started, the markets collapsed 2007 through 2009. It drove a lot of private investors out of the markets. I've heard reports that 80% yeah. of the stocks right now are traded just by government or government agencies and or institutions that are dealing with pensions and so on. But the private investor is a minor part of the market right now. And therefore, there's not a lot of people who are directly involved in the market where they sit back, oh, my God, I'm in I don't think he or, was in oh in 2007. Gosh, I don't think he was in 2007 either. He came out after the, the dot-com bust. I mean, that's when well, all the private it, investors were the in. The point is, and that point is there aren't that many out. people who are directly in the market the way we used to think about it. And therefore, they're not directly concerned. Market goes up. Oh, what's that mean to me? I don't have any stock. Market goes down. What's that mean to me? I don't have any stock. It's not, so therefore, I'm not going to panic about this situation. The other point is this. <clears throat> the market has been supported and sustained by quantitative easing and or the Federal Reserve for ever since the, the bottom in 2009. We've had a 
bull market in the equities markets that's gone on for 78 months now. And the average bull market is something like 50 months. And this one's 78 months. Why? Because it's been subsidized by the government. They're holding it up. Well, that gives people a certain amount of confidence who are looking at this investing and say, well, we can't lose. The government's not going to let the market really go down. We've got the plunge protection team. The government is manipulating the market so we're guaranteed to make money over time. We may have some corrections. and some, But people have a level of confidence in the market that's based on government manipulation, Federal Reserve support. They're saying they won't let it, uh, they won't let the market really that's collapse. Confidence. So the question is, as long as people have this confidence, at least in the back of their mind, how long can government continue to support the markets? Is there a limit on how much money can be pumped into the system under the guise of quantitative easing that directly or indirectly winds up supporting the markets? And if we reach that, if we reach that limit, is that when we see the oh my gosh moment? And people say, holy cow! This is, this is a big problem. Do you have an opinion on that, Melody? Well, no, I agree. I mean, you know, when you really do look at the uh, participation rates, yes, I, but people are still in there with, yeah. their, with their plans, their retirements. I mean, it, there's a lot of money there. Well, they don't and, understand uh, they, that, though. A lot of them don't understand. So, but yes, it's I've all got a about retirement the plan, 401k. And well, they'll understand when they get their cable. quarterly statement, but... Until then, you know, but you're right. It's the confidence. Uh, the government has been there. Wall Street's been there. Multinational corporations have been there. And, um, but that panic will come. I, got, I have a little article from Newsmax. Jim Rogers. Yeah. He's an international investor. He's, uh, you see him. Uh, he's partners with us, us. That sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Known, well-respected, you know, I mean, nobody's perfect in the rest of it. But Jim Rogers at Newsmax, here's the headline, Jim Rogers, Fed will save the market one last time. The Federal Reserve will probably save the market one more time by artificially printing money, but the next big rally will be the last before an economic day of reckoning arrives. This is according to Jim Rogers. The nation's central bank will buy more bonds. They'll do something, and then we'll have another big rally, but that's going to be the last rally. Maybe they can save the market one more time, but the world is starting to give up on all this artificial money, print, money printing, he said. All right? And all I'm saying, I just bring this up, is because here's Jim Rogers, and he's saying, look, they've just about shot their wad. They might be able to try one more episode of something like quantitative easing where they can pump more money into the system and thereby save the markets. But he does say probably. And he says maybe. So there is doubt. Can the Federal Reserve save the markets one more time or has the Federal Reserve already rung up so much debt that it can't go much deeper into debt? To make a few gestures, they can support the market. They can stop the market from falling more than four or 500 points on certain days. They can make it jump back four or 500 points <clears throat> by 
certain amount of manipulation. Maybe, maybe not, but they can perhaps sustain the illusion of normal COL longer. But can they generate another $80 billion a month for quantitative easing for? Can they sustain that over the course of another year? Most of a trillion dollars? Do they have another trillion to throw into the markets? And if they don't, Rogers thinks they've got one more chance. They got enough resources. They have enough resources where they can save the markets one more time. Maybe. A lot of people are thinking, no, I don't think so. I don't think they can even save it one more time. Now, there's the question for us. Can they save the market one more time, Melody? Can they really save it if we see something like 2007 through 2009 and the markets fall to 6,000? If we see it again, can they prevent it from falling even further or goes into free fall? And there's nothing to stop it. You know, they dragged it out over a couple of years. We went from the 2007 to 2009 to the bottom. We had about 18, 24 months there while the market was falling. But that was falling while they were trying to make an effort to stimulate the economy. They were trying to do, the, the feds were trying to inject money into the economy that wound up in the markets. How fast will it fall if the Fed can't make a significant effort at restricting that fall? Last time they slowed the fall. They prevented a collapse. They deserve credit for that. If we had a similar fall again, could they stop it? And if not, how far down is it going to go? You know, you talked yesterday about the idea there was uh, people talked in the past about the Dow and the price of gold are going to cross somewhere around 3000 meaning gold will go up to $3,000 an ounce and the Dow Jones will fall to 3,000 points on the, you know, the Dow Jones industrial average. Is that possible again? You're skeptical. I know you were skeptical yesterday. No, I think gold will be higher and the Dow will, you know, if it matches, if it had that exact crossover. I mean, I am thinking you could see, you know, 8,000 gold, 8,000 Dow, but, you know, it's, you know, to call tops and bottoms is, but, you know, it's going to be definitely higher than 3,000. Does it, can the Dow go there? I mean, it could do anything. I mean, I think September is going to be a rough month in November because not only, you, have, you know, we have all these politicians, these Republican politicians out there running around. If they have any, you know, September is going to be an interesting month because you have the, um, um, you know, the, the, the CBO reported that, hey, the Treasury Department is going to be running out of money sometime between mid-November and early December. So if any of these politicians want to get in the news, they're going to start talking about this and start talking, and it's going to bring our debt problem maybe to the forefront. And, and if they uh, don't, Mr. Trump might. Mr. Trump might, absolutely. So, you know, and I think this is the problem. You know, you, you can look at all these different scenarios and so forth, but our real problem is right here at home. We could talk about China and, you know, the dominoes. This is our problem. We have a debt problem. Yeah, I know. And it has to be addressed. Hey, we haven't created any debt since, what, eight months or whatever? 
allegedly on the on the national debt because well, we hit that debt, debt limit and we haven't created it's just sat there at 18 trillion and change and it has well, come on come on well, just come wait on come on number just wait until these numbers get released well you know there's another so, point about this if we can go Without creating any debt, that's what they're claiming. We haven't created any debt in six months or so. I don't know how long it's been. It's just set there right at the limit, or they're nearly at the limit. Right? How is it that we couldn't go without creating any debt for the next six months, and the next six months after that, and the next six months after that? Why do we have to continue to commit to create more debt? If we can go for six months without creating debt, why not go for a year? Why not go for five years? It's fraud. We can't do it. It can't be sustained. It's an illusion. And I mean, they're not even counting the interest on the debt that we're... I mean, that would that would be added to the debt, but... Well, the whole thing is... I mean, it's just... House of cards, house of cards, house of smoke and mirrors and cards and one thing or another, and you look at it, and we've got half the world would rather have a Hershey bar than a, than a 10-ounce bar of silver... And how are we going to prevent an economic collapse in a world where that sort of mindset is common? Anyone have an idea? I do not. And uh, it, it's part and parcel of part, the reason, again, a leaf in the breeze, you know, and the breeze keeps telling you, look, when this goes, this is going to be trouble. There are too many people who don't understand. How can we solve the problem if people can't even diagnose and understand the problem? They will eventually, but they won't initially. And in that, in that initial ignorance, they're going to get hurt badly. We're out of time. I want to thank all of you for listening to Financial Survival. Melody and I will be back tomorrow. In the meantime, with the good Lord, bless you, me, Melody, and Frank, the producer. Bye-bye. All night I work all day and pay the bills I have to pay. Pain is fast. Still there never seems to be a single penny left for me. That's too fast. In my dreams, I have a friend. If I got me a wealthy man, I wouldn't have to work at all. I'd fool around and have a American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Americans for Immigration Control is a leading national organization dedicated to reasonable levels of legal immigration and effective enforcement to stop illegal immigration. With more than 250,000 members and supporters nationwide, we are an effective voice for immigration reform. 
AIC stands up in Washington for the views of most Americans on immigration. We are the leaders in stopping recent legislation to reward 10 million or more illegal aliens with legal status and eventual citizenship. The late Georgia Congressman Charlie Norwood had this to say about us. AIC has earned a reputation among members of Congress as one of the most active and responsive advocacy groups in the field of immigration. Join AIC today. For more information, go to our website, immigrationcontrol.com. That's immigrationcontrol.com or call 540-468-2023. That's 540-468-2023. What makes deep sea salt from France so different? Up from the ocean depths in the south of France flow undersea rivers of pristine sea water. At high tide, the prepared salt ponds are filled with this water. Over spring and summer, processed only by ocean breezes and sunshine, the brine thickens and salt crystals float to the top. These are harvested with nets and deposited on wooden drainage flats to dry. The salt is then gathered up, packaged, and shipped around the world. This salt is much more than a box of lifeless sodium chloride. Soldiers worth their salt were once paid with this value commodity. It contains 78 to 84 balancing elements. This is living salt, and once you have tasted it, you will never go back to anything else. I've seen this salt in gourmet shops for $30 a pound. Get it now at 4spectrum.us for under $8 a pound. Order 10 pounds and enter the coupon code AVRSALT at checkout and save $20. Ships free to your door or call 800-581-8906. Order today. The U.S. dollar is fluctuating, gasoline reserves are low, and the price is rising. World events are, at best, uncertain. How would you fare a stock market crash, hyperinflation, or an overall economic collapse? What would you do if you woke up and the U.S. dollar had the buying power of a penny? Call Swiss America at 1-800-BUY-COIN for a free 21-page report explaining the current economic dangers and how you can take steps to protect yourself and family. Call Swiss America at 1-800-BUY-COIN. That's 1-800-289-2646. 1-800-289-2646. To learn how you can become prepared, call one 800 289-2646 and mention you heard it on the American Voice Radio Network. Fighting soldiers from the sky Fearless men who jump and die Men who mean just what they say, the brave men of the Green Beret. Everybody, welcome to American Voice Radio Freedom Call. Right now, right now, this moment, the war in Iraq ends. The combat mission is over. Right now, at this moment. And... With each ending, of course, you've got a new beginning, and you've got a new commander. There's a black American named uh, Lloyd Austin, a general, who's taking over Mission New Dawn. He's the commanding general uh, in Iraq as of right now, this moment. And uh, tonight, 
starting at 7, they're going to start building up uh, the president's, the commander-in-chief's speech, uh, which is scheduled for 8 o'clock on everything. So it's going to be one of those uh, nights where the children are going to holler out, Mom, the president's everywhere. Where are our programs? So maybe if you got, see, I live outside of any range of cable uh, or regular antenna. So uh, the only television we've got is satellite dish. And there's a lot of weird stuff. You may have to go to something with a foreign language, but I think I'd just as soon uh, go to something with a foreign language. Obama is uh, so predictable, and uh, everybody knows he voted against the surge. Everybody knows that he uh, was against the war in Iraq as a U.S. senator. So what do you think he's going to say? Do you think he's going to praise the Republicans? Do you think he's going to praise John McCain? McCain has already said today that thanks to him and W. Bush that uh, the war is over, the war is won, uh, and that's just because Obama has said, all right, that's it. We're uh, stopping the combat mission, and uh, the troop levels are going to go down to 50,000, which meant that they are bringing other soldiers home, but friends, uh, they're sending others over there. See, this is uh, the language that I've been talking to you about, Washington ease. And in Washington ease, it means right now, as we speak, the president was at Fort Bliss, Texas. Now, Fort Bliss has uh, put out uh, hundreds of thousands of soldiers going to uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. And the people, and you saw they were kind of sober. Nobody was applauding. Nobody was laughing. Uh, The president dropped into Fort Bliss to sort of uh, punctuate, hey, the war is over. But these guys are going to Iraq and Afghanistan. And so when he said the war is over, nobody applauded. And he sort of waited, looked. There wasn't a smile. There wasn't uh, a nod of, yeah, uh, wonderful. Uh, there wasn't any hoo-ah, hoo-ah uh, kind of soldier stuff. Nothing. And so he shook hands, and then they asked a lieutenant, and they asked uh, a couple of the enlisted men, uh, what did you think? about the commander-in-chief uh, stopping in here at Fort Bliss. He's going to make a, a speech in Washington District of Criminals tonight about the war is over. At this, right now, at, at my time, it's uh, 2 o'clock, uh, but uh, in New York time and Washington, D.C. time, it's 5 o'clock. And, of course, over in Baghdad, it's even uh, later than that. But this is the moment 
they have a, a war in clock that ticked down and went off just as the program Freedom Call was starting. So, uh, one, special forces will continue the unconventional war with uh, its regular numbers. Special forces is not reducing the number of operators over in Iraq at all. They are going to keep the pressure up uh, against the insurgency, against uh, the Taliban. Well, not, there's no Taliban in Iraq, but against al-Qaeda and uh, anybody else that wants to come across the border from Iran and do mischief. Uh, they will meet our special forces unabated. Now, uh, what they're doing with this new dawn, they are saying, just don't tell anybody. But just like we did in Vietnam, we sent uh, the troops home. Uh, remember, uh, we had Kissinger and uh, Tricky Dick. And both of them said, all of the prisoners are home. Uh, we are out with honor. They didn't dare say that we won the war. Well, what Obama is saying is the combat phase of America's war in Iraq is over right now. And the new birth is called the new dawn. And what's happening is we called it Vietnamization. They are saying that uh, from this point on, America will just be here uh, in numbers not to lead or take the war uh, to anybody that might uh, want to shoot back, but uh, to let the Iraqis lead. And the Iraqis will take the initiative. And the Iraqis will provide security. And America will provide training. And we will observe. And we will follow. It's the same thing that we did in Vietnam back when Kissinger and Nixon said we're out with honor. Vietnamization. Uh, we have given the Vietnamese all they need. And then what happened? The North swarmed over uh, the Vietnamization, and the last helicopter out was very soon. And so, very interesting, because all operations, according to Obama, are supposed uh, to come to a halt uh, within next year, within 2011. And everybody's out. Uh, do you think that it, with the world's largest embassy, with 7,000 new uh, contractors going over to secure uh, the State Department, what do you imagine that uh, it's going to be like? Do you think that uh, Iran, see, Iran was at war for eight years uh, when we were back in Saddam Hussein. Uh, let me just give you a bit of just the history. Uh, it was March the 20th, 2001. 
2003 that W uh, attacked. Now, that was more than seven years ago. March the 20th, April, May, June, July, August the 20th. You see, this is the end of August. So it's uh, actually seven years and uh, five months and some days. Now, December, see, it was March 20th when we first attacked. And December the 13th is when we unhold uh, Saddam Hussein. Remember, they dug him up uh, literally out of a hole. And uh, then, let's see, in 2005 was the election, so-called. Well, they haven't had an election since. <laughs> and so that's five years ago. Uh, but uh, what the heck? In 2007... Uh, McCain did push for uh, the surge, and the surge uh, went up uh, under W, and uh, we had a lot more combat troops over there. Now McCain today says, hey, he won the war, uh, he and W. And the fact is, is that uh, Obama has called W and said, uh, I'm making an announcement tonight. I'm not giving uh, you uh, credit. I'm not giving McCain credit. I'm not taking credit. I'm going to give the credit to the military. I'm going to give the credit to the Iraqis. Uh, but tonight I'm going to make a major worldwide speech, and I just wanted you to know uh, so you won't be listening for your name. Because a lot of this, you see, is going to have to do with what they call midterm elections. So the thing to kind of remember is that after more than seven years, thousands of lives, 4,416 American military, that doesn't count the contractors or anyone else that's just american army navy air force marine corps coast guard have been killed in iraq they don't count the ones that were evacuated that died in uh, route to walter reed or whatever 4416 uh, that they couldn't find any excuse other than to say these men and women were killed in combat in Iraq. Billions and billions and billions of dollars. And now we have a new dawn. Combat is over. Uh, and talking to uh, a lot of the guys that are going over there are some of the most battle-hardened veterans that we have. They've all been <laughs> the people that the president was talking to at Fort Bliss uh, this morning, uh, we're all several tour uh, Iraq, Afghanistan veterans. And when you talk to them and said, how do you feel about the combat being over now and that you being uh, new dawn and just security overwatch, uh, let the Iraqis have the initiative. And all the GI said, well, 
Uh, it's never over. You got to watch for the IEDs going off. You got to watch for uh, the uh, insurgents who want to shoot at Americans. Uh, said we, you know, we will be at higher levels of awareness, and this is what I'm glad to hear from the regular GIs. We're going to be at higher levels of readiness than we have been in the past because now our numbers are down the surge went back out uh, to see and now we are left here to deal with whatever uh, it is that Iran or uh, any part of uh, the holy war the jihadist they can come from everywhere and will from Saudi Arabia and all the surrounding countries. Because now you see there is victory to be had. Big chunk of Americans like the Romans, whoa, they've left. And so we need to pray for those who remain. Now, a second uh, thing that I think is important is to know about uh, Afghanistan. We've had 19 GIs killed in Afghanistan since Sunday. This is just Tuesday, not over yet. Uh, we had uh, 14 killed as of yesterday, five more were killed today. There have been 1,267 plus those that were killed today that have given the last measure of devotion. And when it's all over, said and done, in Afghanistan, and uh, historians begin to record the war to be able to say, see, Iraq doesn't have a government, and uh, Afghanistan, the only government it has is Karzai, which we put in. So there are two quasi-governments. There's, and as a matter of fact, today, generals and, uh, and people who are diplomats were saying, uh, well, uh, 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 in Iraq, we have a, a half a government. Hey, let me ask you something. <laughs> Which half? Is it the bottom half or the top half? I mean, is the it, half a government, does that encourage you? Is that encouragement for our soldiers? Is that encouragement for the Iraqis? Oh, we, we've got half a government. Pretty scary, if you ask me. Anyway, uh, it shows that in Afghanistan, now they can focus more. And I think they, they believe. This is what Karzai says, the president of Afghanistan, that the enemy is encouraged by America's withdrawal from Iraq, and that's over there in Afghanistan, where now they are killing more Americans than 
previously. So the count today for W's war about oil and Great Britain's war about opium accounts for 5,683 young American men and women. As a vet, that makes me angry. And if I get the chance, I'm going to nail any politician. I'm going to nail him with the questions that need to be answered. And if he doesn't, or she doesn't, or it doesn't have the answers, then we vote them out. We take out the trash in November. All right, there's this Hurricane Earl. I spoke to you about it yesterday. It was a Category 3. Today it is a Category 4. That means that the wind is blowing a lot harder. Uh, There's only one more category left, and that uh, is what Katrina was, and that was Category 5. And so now Hurricane Earl is Category 4. There's no question that Hurricane Earl is going to uh, follow the eastern side of Florida. Now, the big if is whether it is going to jog to the left into the outer banks into uh, places where hurricanes uh, are seldom seen like Long Island and Maine the scientists say it's too close to call that right now trying to measure the progress of the hurricane you can't tell whether it's going to be influenced and go eastward out to sea, missing the eastern seaboard, or whether it is going to slam into the outer banks of North Carolina and travel up and hit Washington, D.C., and Baltimore, New York, Boston, uh, right up uh, along Uh, all the high-dollar homes that uh, both Democrats and uh, Republicrats seem to favor and uh, go right up to Maine. And we don't know. Right now, it's Category 4. And something to consider is that it has a little brother right now called Fiora which is just about two days behind it in the same track, just like uh, a young bull animal would trail uh, its mama. The F word is right behind Earl. So this thing could be, unless God would intervene a double hit on the United States. And as Fiora hits the warm water that it is traveling in, just like uh, its daddy, 
It will build. Yesterday, Earl was Category 3. The day before, it was Category 2. So now we have uh, Fiora, uh, which is a small hurricane that will build each day. And, heaven forbid, uh, if Earl takes the jog uh, to the west, then Fiora could do the same, and then America's eastern seaboard could be in big trouble. Now, Jean Jean Gabor, and there are two of the Gabor sisters, but Jean Jean Gabor is famous. She is 93 <laughs> years young. She was taken to hospital on uh, in L.A. Uh, unresponsive. Now, family say that whatever it was that was causing Zsa Zsa to be unresponsive when uh, medical first aid reached her, that uh, that was uh, fixed and that everything is going to be all right. But uh, there are others who understand that when you're 93 and when the first aid people get to you and you are non-responsive, means you're not breathing, your blood pressure, your vital signs are down, you go to the hospital, uh, they put you on respirators, they breathe for you, uh, they make sure that you have circulation of blood and air, but uh, the brain activity is what is uh, decisive and important. So if you are a person who uh, was in love uh, with Zsa Zsa Gabor, I like Tom Selleck. Uh, I liked him uh, in Quigley Down Under. I liked him in uh, that Cross Trail Fire. Uh, anything that uh, he does, I like. I liked him when he was in Hawaii uh, long ago. But uh, I would be concerned if Tom Selleck uh, was in the hospital. If you're concerned, then your prayers are for Zsa Zsa Gabor. And do you know something? Just remember Peter. Peter was thrown in prison in Rome. Now, they put him back in three layers of, of cells with three locked chain doors. They put guards chained to Peter on both his right and his left. But it says right in the Bible that because of the concern and the fervent prayers of the saints, that's you, that God sent an angel. The guards that were on Peter's right and left fainted. The chains dropped away. All the doors were opened, and Peter found himself in the street alone outside the prison to be free for a season. God hears the fervent prayers of his children. 
those who believe in him and uh, the Messiah that he has sent to give us a new and better covenant. And so if you, what you want, you pray for it. Enough of you ask the Father who created us can do all things. All right, I'll be back here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, be thinking about the Freedom Call. Keep tuned to American Voice Radio. We'll be right back with you. prevents internal blood clots, but not all vitamin E is equal. Would you like to get a vitamin E that makes blood flow more smoothly than Plavix, but with no harmful side effects? For Spectrum Natural Unesterified Vitamin E Complex has been called WD-40 for your blood. It actually lubricates the blood while it dissolves plaque. It prevents platelet aggregation and internal clotting. It neutralizes smoke, fumes, waste, and other harmful free radicals. Doctors report relief from angina, painful leg cramps, strokes, fibrocystic breast tumors, circulation problems, and much more. Get one bottle for $35 postpaid, two bottles for only $60 postpaid. Restore this vital nutrient removed from your food supply through food processing. Read more at 4spectrum.us, spelled number 4spectrum.us. Call 800-581-8906. That's 800-581-8906. Order today. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Let TalkStream Live transform the way you listen to radio. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. The U.S. dollar is fluctuating. Gasoline reserves are low and the price is rising. World events are at best uncertain. How would you fare a stock market crash, hyperinflation, or an overall economic collapse? What would you do if you woke up and the U.S. dollar had the buying power of a penny? Call Swiss America at 1-800-BUY-COIN for a free 21-page report explaining the current economic dangers and how you can take steps to protect yourself and family. Call Swiss America at 1-800-BUY-COIN. That's 1-800-289-2646. 1-800-289-2646. To learn how you can become prepared, call 1-800-289-2646. And mention you heard it on the American Voice Radio Network. Can your family survive a food shortage lasting two weeks, six months, or maybe longer? Sound far-fetched? 
We live in precarious times. There is an ever-increasing possibility of food shortages caused by terrorist attacks, natural disasters, truck strikes, or monetary collapse. You owe it to yourself and family to prepare, and you can by getting a supply of our long-storing, freeze-dried, and dehydrated foods. Our foods are time-tested to store for decades, require a minimum of time and energy to prepare while maintaining superior nutritional value, freshness, and taste. Our foods were designed for the space program and are in constant use today by our own nuclear submarine service. Contact the freeze-dry guy today at freeze-dry guy at landset.com. That's freeze-dry guy at l-a-n-s-e-t.com or call 530-265-8333. 530-265-8333. And let them know you heard it on American Voice Radio. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. back with you on Freedom Call. It is uh, Freedom Call, the program. I'm the host of the program, Bo Greitz. You can best communicate with me using Al Gore's uh, internet. I guess it'll be Al Gore's internet until we find out what's going to happen to his divorce. Uh, Boy, he's hard to find. I think Tipper's having a hard time divorcing him because she doesn't know where he is. And apparently, you, you know, you've got to nail somebody down. So it might be, she might say that uh, half of the Internet uh, credit uh, goes to her, whatever. Uh, the Internet uh, seems to work. It doesn't, uh, gosh, I hate to even say this, doesn't cost you anything. I mean, I communicate uh, with my daughter who's in China. I communicate with my sons, uh, you know, who's in Sacramento and North Carolina. Uh, I can talk to anybody in the world. It don't cost me nothing over the email. And I don't know how to Twitter. That sounds like uh, something, you know, a jaybird would do. Uh, But uh, I do appreciate Facebook. Now, for all the criticism it's gotten, uh, Facebook has been actually a blessing because uh, my kids said, Dad, you need to be on Facebook. I said, well, why would I want to be on Facebook? I don't know anything about Facebook. Facebook is one of these things, you know, for kids. Well, it isn't. So they put me on Facebook. I don't know how to put any pictures on there. I got a lot of pictures. I'd like to show a lot of uh, uh, my friends and things that we've done and all this kind of stuff. But I don't know how to do it, Uh, but uh, all of a sudden, I started seeing people that uh, I had uh, seen 
20 years ago, you know, 25 years ago, back during the Vietnam War, I mean, all of a sudden people just, they come out of the woodwork through, it's like there's a portal called Facebook. And bingo, there they are. There's a picture of them. And uh, there they are telling me, you know, where they live and that they're okay. And they're wondering if I'm still vertical or uh, if I got the blue side up, this kind of stuff. And I see the little kids that have grown up. Every day uh, I can run to Facebook when I got like five minutes and just run down the line. And I am amazed. It is like a family reunion. And so I would advise Facebook uh, for any. And as far as I know, I don't know that it costs anything. Maybe something else Al Gore did. Anyway, it uh, used those things. I have a website, uh, which doesn't cost you anything to access, www.bogritz at, no, no, just .com, just .com. And then my email is uh, bogrites, B-O-G-R-I-T-Z, at msn.com. And I've, you know, for uh, over 30 years, I've just kept everything the same. My telephone number is the same. My zip code is the same. My email. Other people, you know, will send me, say, I'm, I'm changing my email because I'm getting a cheaper deal uh, on my website or, you know, whatever it is. And uh, I just keep mine the same. Uh, that way, uh, people can look at one of my books and say, wow, this says that Bo's uh, address, I wonder if it still is. Yes, I haven't moved anywhere. And so uh, I'll be hearing from you. I think it's cool. Let me tell you, by the way, real quick, because I don't do this, but about every time... Maybe uh, the fifth or sixth time uh, when the moon is full. But I have uh, a book. Somebody was telling Judy the other day, you know, Bo ought to write a book. She said, well, he has three of them. But the the later book that talks about what happens when good Americans, I mean patriot Americans, I mean wonderful family with children Americans, One of them was just, uh, you know, it concluded, and I gave it on the story uh, yesterday was the Weaver situation. You get all the names. You get all the details. You get the truth so that when you hear somebody talking about it or you see something on TV, you say, wait a minute, that's not the truth. I've got a document right here that, you know, is, because I give you the legal documents, you know that I have been sued in federal court. I was sued for $25 million. Do you know why I won? Do you know why the, all the lawyers and the people who had all the judges' signatures uh, that led to this thing uh, going to federal court, do you know why they lost? One reason. One word, truth. I tell you the truth, but I name names. And anybody can come after me. Don't make me wait. Because the truth 
is the perfect defense for libel, slander, uh, defacement. Oh, they can use any kind of rotten word they want to, but do you know something? I'm not going to say anything that isn't true. Well, in this book, it is full of truth and full of names so that you know the truth. And our Christ says the truth will set you free. Anyway, there's a couple of free numbers uh, that you call, 888-281-5170, 888-281-5170. Or you can dial just a regular 800 number, 1-800-214-8110. That's 1-800-214-8110. And uh, the name of my uh, latest book is My Brother's Keeper. Or you can just say we're, we want Bo's book, and he said it would only be $20 postpaid. You can't beat that. That book uh, is factual. It's fat. It's full of information. Everything from what happens when the FBI HRT comes down on you, all the way to the IRS, all the way to local, uh, and you name it. Uh, you'll recognize the people in there, and you'll also know the truth of the matter, something that you should be interested in. You know, all these big lies that uh, are given voice over radio and in newsletters, I hear it all the time. You know, it's people trying to do something uh, that will cause you to be afraid or trying to stretch a truth. Uh, they're going to uh, charge us for our guns uh, this, this year, our 1040 form. You'll have to pay. That's all garbage. And when I hear this kind of stuff, it takes time. I've got one hour to give you as much truth as, uh, as I can fit in. And uh, I'm always uh, having to leave things out because I just uh, run out of time. But I'm going to make sure that during this hour, Freedom Call, that's what you get. Now, here's something that sounds uh, like, oh, my gosh, that can't be true. But California today in the Senate of the great state of California, they are voting whether or not to ban plastic bags. Friends, <laughs> you know, every other day when I'm in charge of the, of the critters, I clean the cat box and it fills up a plastic grocery bag. What would I double bag them boys? What would I do? Uh, I mean, just think about it. My all my trash bags that fit in the cans uh, that go in the the little trash cans, like in my office and the bathrooms. It's all plastic bags. Now I know. I see these ads that say that America has put out enough aluminum cans and plastic bags go around the earth a hundred times. Okay, I understand. But I'm just saying that 
the great state of California, being so progressive as it is, seems to take giant leaps backwards every now and then. And I've even seen it uh, shoot itself in the foot <laughs> every now and then. Anyway, uh, I know that they have banned certain firearms. One of the firearms that they banned was the Barrett 50 caliber. Well, I know Ronnie Barrett, the inventor of the uh, M82 uh, 50 caliber sniper rifle. I was watching the military channel a good piece of yesterday after the radio program, and they had Ultimate Sniper on there, and it just made my heart feel good, just like looking at those Afghans, knowing they were popping the heads off of those Soviet officers uh, from half a mile to a mile away. There was a whole line of United States military snipers with that Barrett 50 caliber. And uh, I I love Ronnie Barrett. He, he's a glass guy. If you get a crack in the windshield of your car at Murfreesboro, Tennessee, you pull into Barrett's uh, auto glass, and he'll change your windshield for you. But he never has been in the military. But Ronnie Barrett is a shooter, and he likes to shoot way off at things. So he invented the world's most awesome sniper weapon, a semi-automatic 50 caliber heavy machine gun bullet launcher. And it is awesome. Anytime you see a claim where a target has been hit at a mile away, friends, there's only one weapon that's going to do that. And that's that Barrett. Do you realize the maximum range of that Barrett is 9,200 yards? The effective range is 7,500 yards. I personally have hit F-type silhouette targets. That means shoulder and head at 2,000 yards. I personally hit uh, what we call E-type silhouette targets. That's waist up at 3,000 yards. You can't, and I uh, personally took the Barrett at the request of one of my officers, uh, Nestor Pino, who was in charge at the State Department uh, for the Nicaraguan uh, war against uh, Danny Ortega, the socialist down there, and uh, offered them the Barrett so that they could knock out MiGs and Hind, that is the combat helicopter of the Soviet Union, knock them out at Managua Air Force Base and be go uh, drinking cappuccino. Uh, by the time the sound got there, the enemy planes that normally you couldn't reach because they were revetted, well-guarded, and uh, yet that Barrett just ate him up. And do you know that because of one word, machismo, uh, while the Afghan loved the Barrett because they could uh, hit uh, fuel containers, electrical generating plants, VIPs, go through armor. We had a round for that Barrett 
called a Ralphus Round. Now, all of the stuff is, of course, acronyms that went through four inches of steel. Well, a standard uh, anti-tank or armor-piercing bullet is one inch of steel. But can you imagine nobody safe with a Barrett uh, spouting out these Ralphus rounds? Totally awesome. Anyway, it all got started because uh, what happened you know, about California when they banned the Barrett? Well, L.A. SWAT uh, had gotten a bunch of Barretts uh, from uh, Ronnie Barrett in Murfreesboro where he makes them. And so he sent uh, a order to L.A. SWAT and said, you need to turn your Barretts back into me. I'm going to refund your money uh, because California, uh, now the Republic of California, has banned that weapon. And if it is banned, then you need to give it up. So Ronnie got the uh, Barretts back from the SWAT teams in California. Kind of dumb. You know, the great state and all of that, and a movie star, Arnold Schwarzenegger running it, still kind of dumb. Now they're going to, well, we don't know they're going to ban plastic bags. I mean, what about people going into California? See, right now they stop you and want to know if you got any fruits or nuts. Well, that's because the whole state's full of fruits and nuts, and they don't want any more imports coming in there. Well, now, can you imagine you got a motorhome and you pull up and the uh, state inspectors uh, say, you got any plastic bags? Jeez, your person, I don't know. I mean, uh, you got any, any like a cigarette wrapper? Uh, That's a plastic bag. You got anything with a sandwich in it? Uh-oh. So just, uh, you know, it'd be like flying. Uh, we just have to make sure you know, that what you got uh, will clear customs in the great state of fruits and nuts. I wanted to uh, read you something that I thought was cute, and it's because you uh, think enough to send me things that, uh, you know, I have this information available. Uh, This is from a young woman who listens uh, to Freedom Call as much as she can, and it's World's Shortest Books. Well, here's the first one. Things I Did to Deserve the Nobel Peace Prize by Barack Hussein Obama. That would be a very short book, wouldn't it? My Black Girlfriends. Guess who wrote this book? Tiger Woods. <laughs> Things I Love About My Country by Jane Fonda and Cindy Sheehan. Illustrated by Michael Moore. Here's another one. My Christian Accomplishments and How I Helped After Katrina by the Reverend Jesse Jackson and uh, Al Sharpton. Here's a book, uh, Things I Love About Bill by Hillary. (laughs) Here's a sequel, Things I Love About Hillary by Bill Clinton. Things I Cannot Afford. Now, remember, these are the world's smallest books. 
Things I Cannot Afford by Bill Gates. Things I Would Not Do for Money by Dennis Rodman. That's right. Rodman would do almost anything. It would be a short book. Amelia Earhart's Guide to the Pacific. Wow. A collection of motivational speeches by Dr. J. Kevorkian. He's Dr. Death, you know. To All the Men We Have Loved Before by Ellen DeGenerate and Rosie O'Donnell. Here's a cute one. Okay, there's a lot of irony and sarcasm, of course, in this, but Guide to Dating Etiquette by Mike Tyson. Remember him? (laughs) The Amish Phone Directory. Yep, (laughs) I guess there's not a single number. My Plan to Find the Real Killers by O.J. Simpson. How to Drink and Drive Safely. You remember this guy by Ted Kennedy. My Book of Morals. Boy, I knew, you know, there's not a thing I've seen on Al Gore in here so far, but there's a lot on uh, the Clintons. My Book of Morals by Bill Clinton with an introduction by Jesse Jackson. And uh, here's one that's entitled... Uh, And just added my complete knowledge of military strategy by Nancy Pelosi. So nice. If anybody's interested in uh, this list of the world's shortest books, which you could go through uh, the entire uh, group of them that I have named. There's about 20 of them there. Uh, if you don't have it already, can't find it, uh, you send me an email at B-O-G-R-I-T-Z at msn.com, and I'll forward it to you. Now, here's one that I thought was uh, certainly worth sharing with you because this is about children. And as I read this, I could see how valuable this really is. It's entitled, When You Thought I Wasn't Looking, a message every adult should read because children are watching you and doing as you do, not as you say. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you hang my first painting on the refrigerator, and I immediately wanted to paint another one. When I thought you weren't looking, When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you feed a stray cat, and I learned it was good to be kind to animals. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you make my favorite cake for me, and I learned that the little things can be special in life. When you thought I wasn't looking, I heard you say a prayer. And I knew there is a God I could always talk to. And I learned to trust him. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you make a meal and take it to a friend who was sick. And I learned that we all have to help take care 
of each other. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you take care of our house and everybody in it, and I learned we have to take care of what we are given. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw how you handle your responsibilities even when you didn't feel good, and I learned that I would have to be responsible when I grow up. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw tears come from your eyes, and I learned things that sometimes things hurt, but it's all right to cry. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw that you cared, and I wanted to be everything that I could be. When you thought I wasn't looking, I learned most of life's lessons that I need to know to be a good and productive person when I grow up. When you thought I wasn't looking, I looked at you and wanted to say thanks for all the things I saw when you thought I wasn't looking. You know, I remember uh, apologizing to my grandparents because I was such a rotten kid, and they had, uh, after my dad was killed and my mom was gone, they raised me as their own, and I realized how wonderful uh, it is to have parents. Now, I got one from one of my men from Vietnam. His name was Bill Miller. And I want to try to read it before we run out of time. I now know why men who have been to war yearn to reunite. Not to tell stories or look at old pictures, not to laugh or weep. Comrades gather because they long to be with men who once acted at their best. Men who suffered and sacrificed, who suffered and were stripped of their humanity. I did not pick these men. These were delivered by fate and the military. But I know them in a way I know no other men. I have never given anyone such trust. They were willing to guard something more precious than my life. They would have carried my reputation, the memory of me. It was part of the bargain we all made, the reason we were so willing to die for one another. As long as I have a memory, I will think of them all, every day. I'm sure that when I leave this world, my last thought will be of my family and my comrades. Such good men. All right. God bless each and every one of them. Think about what we've said today and pray for those in need. And I'll see you tomorrow and stay listening to American Voice Radio. America's best 100 men will test today, but only three.
American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $140. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System.
Welcome to Condition Critical with your host, Jay Shanahan, breaking the stranglehold of the New World Order. And now, Jay Shanahan. All right, good afternoon. Tuesday, it is the 1st of September, 2015. It is just after 3 p.m. out here on the Pacific Time Coast. You're listening to the Condition Critical Show. I'm your host, Jay Shanahan. And I just posted in the chat room my blog. Go to my blog. There's a lot that you can read and see and do on there. You can also listen to my archives, and you can listen to ABR on there as well. It'll be on the right-hand side. I posted, I believe, not yet, there it is, in the chat room. Folks, get to the chat room at American Voice, because uh, I just posted a second link, and that is to donate to this network. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Please donate to this network. I said it's a worthy endeavor. So now let's just get on to some things here. Here's the question I have for this week. When are we going to take our country back? It's something that I think about often, I, I probably a thousand times a day. I think about it, and I get upset about it, and I get PO'd about it, and I say to myself, when? When are we going to take this country back? Or not? You know, I've asked this question. It's either our country or it isn't. Now, you may ask what brought this on. Well, I guess a number of things, but let's just stick with one. Ricky Martin. Does anybody know who Ricky Martin is? I don't know him, really. He's, I guess he's a singer. And I guess he's Mexican or maybe he's uh, Puerto Rican or he's whatever. Ricky Martin. Uh, I guess he's a singer. In the chat room, help me out. Is he an actor, singer, whatever? He's a piece of crap, as far as I'm concerned. Well, he came out last week. I guess Donald Trump was at a at some kind of a, a news event, and and it was in Iowa. And I'm gonna, you know, what I'm gonna do before I continue. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna post this link in the chat room, and you guys can kind of read it along. Okay, so you got Ricky Martin uh, criticizing Donald Trump, and let's just go to the to the article here. Uh, and, and Ricky Martin, he, and this is a quote from the outset, his intentions were clear. Say barbarous things and tell lies in order to stay relevant in the public eye and either gain votes or stay in the media. Well, they all do that. I mean, Trump isn't the only one, Republican or Democrat. That's what they do. And I'm going to get to the, to the presidential uh, candidates here in a moment. But he furthermore went on, and he wrote an op-ed piece. Now, I guess this guy, on top of being a singer or an actor or something, is now a commentator. He's now be, he's now been elevated himself to a social commentator. That's how that's like Miley Cyrus. You know that's what it's come down to in this country. As we have people like Ricky Martin and the tripper whore, stripper whore. I'm sorry, that is Miley Cyrus. Uh, Miley Cyrus. I can't even say her name. But though these are the people that we elevate in in this society, in this once great nation. These are the these are the people that we elevate to. Uh, commentate and to give, uh, you know, on social issues and on the state of affairs. Isn't that ridiculous? Of course it is. What did he say here? Well, apparently Trump uh, kicked out Jorge Ramos. He kicked this guy out of a a press conference for speaking out of turn or something like that. And and Ricky Martin quoted, he said, quote, the incident against journalist Jorge Ramos was, he said this is one of the most beloved and respected Latinos, and he said it went too far. He said, he furthermore went on to say that Trump's actions don't surprise him. 
He did further say that what surprises him is that Hispanics are going to continue to accept the aggressions and accusations of an individual like him who attack their dignity. Ricky Martin says enough is enough. I say enough is enough. I would find Ricky Martin, and I would kick him the hell out of this country. Why isn't Ricky Martin strutting his stuff in Guadalajara, if that's where he's from? Isn't there, does he have a country of his own that he can go strut his stuff? Instead of coming, well, I'll tell you why. Because in Guadalajara, they don't have nightclubs. Okay, people live in shanties, and they have slit trenches running down the center of their street with human waste flowing through it. And we're going to listen to this guy. We're going to listen to, or people do. The people do. Okay, this is a CNN article. This guy is elevated, like I said, to this some kind of uh, social commentator now. And he's got his little pose that he's doing and with his little suit, his little suit on, and he's all looking suave. Because he's Ricky Martin, and he's just simply not going to take it anymore. Well, hey, that's great, Ricky. Go home, and I'll, I'll be glad to send you back to where it is, where, from wherever it is, the H that you come from, because you don't belong in this country. So, folks, come on, man. When are we going to take this country back? Are we just going to roll over? Is that what we're doing? Is that what we're going to do? We're just going to roll over and let them have it? Because that's what's happening. We are being taken over. By words, I said it last week, I'll continue to say it. It's this cultural Marxism, this political correctness rot that has got people so scared, they're afraid to say anything. It's unbelievable. Where is the handbook? Where is the new dictionary? Where are the new rules? You can't say this. I can say that, but I can't say it here. It's 5 o'clock and the sun is up, so i got to say it this way. You have to, you have to like, uh, couch everything, and you have to... Ooh, maybe if I say it the wrong way, I'm going to offend somebody. You can't live life that way. You can't live life that way. And we shouldn't live life that way. I don't live life that way, folks. What say you? Again, when are we going to take this country back from these punks? It's like an open question. And I just don't see a whole lot of action out there. I see people being afraid of not wanting to, you know, be called a racist. They're not afraid. In fact, that's their whole motif. That's what they do. Who are the racists? Let's move on to the presidential candidates. And and I I hesitate to do it, actually. And I'm probably going to stop doing it soon, because here's the thing. It doesn't matter what they say. It, It doesn't matter what Trump says or Bush or Hillary Clinton, obviously, or Bernie Sanders. It doesn't matter what they say because they're not going to follow through with it anyway. I get sick and tired of hearing people say, wow, I, I kind of really like what Trump's saying. What? what the, what's that supposed to mean? You like what he's saying? Like he's going to do anything? He's talking about, hey, didn't McCain say build the wall? He had that despicable, that that commercial he did back when he was uh, running for re-election. And you can find it on YouTube, and it's, it's really hard to watch because McCain is a creep. He is right up there with Hillary Clinton in creepiness, okay, and the creep factor. He's like, they're kind of, I don't know, Frank might disagree. They're kind of neck and neck. I guess I would have to put Hillary slightly bummed, but McCain's pretty bad. But anyway, they're not, they're not, they're not going to do what they say anyway. 
And so I hear these people, commentators and the people at work, and, hey, uh, Jay, what do you think about Trump, man? He's, I had a friend I was talking to today. What do you think about Trump, man? He's talking to the immigration. Stuff. And I said, Dave, what, what's that supposed to mean? Like he's going to do something anyway? Are you kidding me? Are you falling for that? Well, I'm just saying. Don't just say it because it doesn't make any sense. What if he said, how about this? What if he said, if I get elected president, I'm going to give everybody $10 million. I'm just going to give everybody to deposit it in your bank account. Hey, I would like that. But is he going to do it? So it's the same thing. You think Trump's going to do anything about immigration, illegal immigration, folks? Do you really believe that? Or am I just that much of a cynic? Have I, like, become that much of a, of, of, a doubter? Is it, is it just me? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm not foolish enough to think that McCain, uh, Trump, any of them, Bush, Clinton, Sanders, I don't care who they are, Cruz, uh, Rand Paul, you know the the whole cast of of loons that are vying for presidency. They're not going to do what they say. They're just reading from a script. And it's offensive. And for people to fall for it and then talk about it. Like it's like it's going to happen. Like it's it's some kind of going to be a, like a reality, folks. Come on, man. That is that's crazy. That's crazy talk. And like I said in the beginning, before I started talking about this, I'm about really finished talking about the, the, these presidential candidates because we're 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 not going to win. The federal government has gotten too big. I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. The Constitution is null and void. If you have a copy of it, go ahead and take it outside and burn it. you got the president going around renaming mountains. I mean, he just does what he wants. These people just do what they want. They are out of control. And why aren't they, why are they being arrested? Why isn't someone calling for, instead of just me, calling for their arrest? And I've had people say, man, that's kind of, it's kind of uh, extreme. That's, geez, I mean... No, it's not kind of extreme. They're, they have, they're violating the supreme law of the land. Every day they wake up. It's null and void. Burn it, folks. It doesn't mean anything. Convert it into toilet paper, and you know what to do with it after that. That's about all I'm going to say about the beloved Constitution, because nobody cares about it, apparently. Everybody just wants to sit back on the sidelines and, and pretend that they do. You know, to make themselves look good in front of their friends. Oh, that guy, yeah, Bob, he's, yeah, man, he's like a patriot. Yeah, he, ask Bob, he knows. Bob doesn't know squat. Most people don't know squat. And we better, we better figure this out, guys. Because I've about had it. We're not going to win at the federal level. We got to take our states back first. And that's, I mean... If, if taking the federal government back is monumental, uh, well, that is monumental. It's like a, that's like a thousand times more monumental than taking our states back. That's what we have to do. We got to take our states back and tell the federal government to go. You know what? Up a rope. That's the only way it's going to happen. Take our states back first. Now I get, I get, you know, I get kind of. Yeah, I get kind of worked up about this, guys, because I really do care. I really do care about this country. I I served in the military. I care about this country. I have kids. 
I, I have a job. I, I don't want things to, to go south. But I'm not the one. I'm not the one pushing us there. I'm not the one pushing for civil war and pushing for revolution. It's the federal government that is doing that. Every day they break the law. And it's not as if they just break it in a small way. They break it in the biggest ways possible. They murder people. They, they put people in prisons. They do some pretty horrible things, these people in government. And then we're supposed to sit around and talk about, wow, that was a really cool thing that Donald Trump said. Or that was a really, did you hear what Hillary said? Boy, she really cares. Hillary Clinton goes around, I'm going to create 200,000 jobs, and I'm going to, yeah, you vote for me, and, and you women of the world, yeah, you'll, you'll never have to suffer again. Really? And people buy that? Are we that stupid? Have we, have we become that ignorant, that completely moronic that we buy into the tripe that these politicians, this manure that they shovel down our throats every day, and people just buy it? I, I just get so frustrated. I get so frustrated because it's two or three times a day at work. Guys will want to engage me, and I just tell them, man, shut up, okay? Don't talk to me about that because you don't know what you're talking about. Go watch a baseball game, okay, and leave me alone. And so, uh, you know, they do. They leave me alone. I ain't got time for that, guys. You know, I guess I'll just go live in a shack in the woods because I'm apparently one of the only people that thinks in these terms. And I'm not trying to offend, and I'm not trying to uh, make anybody feel bad, but it's been brass tacks for a long time. I'm done talking about it. I'll say it. I'll keep saying it until we go over there and open up our safes and get our rifles out and storm the Bastille and take our country back because it is, we are duly bound to do so. We're just going to suffer until these politicians know that we're not going to put up with their crap. I'm not going to listen to them shovel horsemen or down my throat. And I'm supposed to like it and it's supposed to taste good. It's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And you know what? I'm not a retard. But most people are retards. And they listen to it, and they'll watch it, and then they'll, they'll talk about it, and it's sickening. It turns my stomach, and I just want to scream. And I say to myself, how have we fallen so far? How has this nation fallen so far that we just, we just fall for this and we take it every day? Again, I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm not trying to scare any listeners off or anything like that. I'm just, I can only tell it like it is. I, I can't sugarcoat it, and I can't, I, I don't have another, you know, vocabulary at the moment. Uh, now, believe it or not, over the years, my diplomacy skills have gotten better. I used to be a lot worse. But... Sometimes there's really no other way to get through to people. Look, you know, the truth is very simple. The truth is very simple. It's the truth. I, I had a guy, what was the guy I was talking to this morning about Trump? He's like, man, why are these politicians, they, they seem so afraid, you know, of political crisis. They, they're afraid of the truth. That's why. They're afraid of the truth. Political correctness doesn't have really anything to do with it because the truth trumps political correctness. The truth trumps everything because it's the truth. I use 
my own like analogy that the sun rises in the east. I don't care if you wake up on the west coast and think, well, there's the sun. I live west so No, the sun rises in the east. That's if there's no buts, there's no well if it's if the clouds and you know, and if, if there's a rainbow, no. The sun rises in the east. It's a truth. Lies are different. Lies are very complex and you get lies on top of lies and there's no way you can't fix a lot. There's there well, there's only one way to fix a lie and that's with the truth. And our politicians are like devoid, bankrupt of telling the truth. I don't even know if they get their own names right. That's how much of liars, pathological, congenital liars that these people are. These are evil, bad people that all need to be very quickly tried and then hung by the neck until dead in the public square, each and every one of them. It's really that simple. If we just start dealing with things in the truth, call them on it. Trump says something, or that wench, that witch Hillary Clinton says something. Well, somebody stand and say, whoa, wait a minute there, uh, Missy. Wait a minute here. That, that was a lie you just said. Nobody does that. Nobody calls them on it. They wanna, they'll, they'll sit at a roundtable on some news show and debate it like four talking heads for three hours. Well, uh, you know, and it was this, and that's old news, and, and but she and maybe, no. No, it's either the truth or it's a lie. Simple as that. Isn't that what you, now that's what I was taught. That's what I was taught. And it's, you know what, I'm really, in spite of how angry I may seem, uh, it, when people really get to know me, they say, you know what, that Jay, uh, he's not going to, he's not going to be a Hesha man. You know, he's, He's just going to tell it like it is. So you might want to, you know, you might want to hedge your bets before you ask him because he's going to he's going to kind of let you know. And, hey, if I don't have time for you, you know, if I think you're full of crap and if I think you're some kind of a liar or disingenuous or a clown, hey, man, I got better things to do. Okay, I can go watch some grass grow. Okay. I go for a walk in the park by myself. I can go for a backpack trip for 60 miles up in the mountains and, and watch the eagles or something. I got better things to do than deal with clowns and liars and people that are disingenuous, phonies and fakes. Just unbelievable. Just like TV. I don't know how people can sit down and watch television for a second and a half and, and, and not say, wow, uh, I'm really that, that, that really, that like just hurt my brain. I, I think I'm stupider now for that second and a half. Wow. Can I just peel myself away? It's, it's like this, it's like a vortex, man. It's like a, you gotta, you gotta like get yourself, you gotta like suck yourself back out of that, like that vortex of, of idiocy that is the television. And if you say, hey, look, if you want to sit in front of the television and, and you can justify it any way you want. And here, I'll go, here goes some of Jay's, uh, you know, truthisms again. Sorry if it offends people. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, uh, honestly, I got better things to do. I mean, watching the grass grow really would be far more entertaining. And 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 uh, you know, knowledgeable, you know, than than sitting in front of the television and watching. I don't care what it is. Certainly, the news or any programming that's on. I don't care what it is. Because I used to justify it. I used to watch, like, the History Channel or Discovery 
the military channel, believe it or not, because I was in the military and I used to like to watch, you know, like uh, wings and they would show jets bombing third world countries, excuse me, third world countries uh, back into the Stone Age. And it was cool. I, yeah, look at us, go, go. But then I came to my senses, you know, and then, you know, you start to, you know, you, you start to wake up and it's like an awakening. Well, wait a minute. This is the history channel. Wait a minute. That's, that's not what happened in World War II. Wait a, whoa, wait a second here. And you start to question things. And then you stop watching it. And then another show that you may have liked, you know, whatever it was, on Discovery Channel, a nature show. And you go, oh, wait a minute, man, that's, that's crazy. So that's not how, what, what, what is that? That's, that's not how things are. So you stop watching it. And eventually, and here's the beauty of it, it gets exponential. It may seem painful at first pulling yourself away from the television. It may. But really, once, you, once the first domino falls, guys, it, ha- it starts to happen pretty quickly after that. And then you, you become smarter. You just become that much smarter. It's the cultural Marxism. It's the political correctness that is, that is just inundates and saturates. It's like, it's like having somebody sit above, like in a room, and imagine, okay, and, there's, and you don't ever really kind of see that person, okay? And his name, let's say his name is... Uh, like Lou Abramson or something, you know his name, or something to that effect, uh, Joel Steinbeck or something. He's just a guy, he's up in the room, okay, and you're down below, and you don't see what's behind the wall coming down from up above, right? And it, there's, but see what's up there, the Joel Steinbeck, Lou Abramson or whatever, he, he's sitting on a commode, and he's doing what he does on a commode, right? And it's going down the commode, it's going into this pipe, this tube, and it, and you don't see it because it goes down behind the wall, okay? And then you don't see behind the television, but that pipe, that tube, goes into the back of your tele, and it's sewage that gets pumped in, and he's pumping sewage, and that's what you're watching. Oh, Jay, that was, what? I can't believe you just said that. Well, I just said that, and because it's the truth. It's raw sewage getting pumped right into the television set, and you're watching it. How do you like television now? There is nothing, there is nothing on television that is worth watching. Nothing. And you know what's worth watching on television? When it's turned off and there's a blank screen. That's about it. That's about it. I don't watch television. I haven't watched television in years. I don't even know how to, we have TVs in the house. I don't even know how to turn them on. I kid you not. And when they're on, I don't know how to turn them off. I Hey, this is remote. What is this? It's crazy. It's crazy. And when it's on, and, and I'm walking by it, I, I gotta, I like walk fast. I kind of, I like shield myself. It's like, a, it's like heat. It's like a, it's like poison. It's, you know, it's like uh, kryptonite. You know, it's, it's a Superman. It's a, whoa, man, what is that? And I, I got to scurry. Oh man, whew, made it into another room. You know, and then I take the, uh, I take a detour. So I don't have to like get next to the, to the poison box. that is the television. Turn it off, man. Turn it off. I don't know who said it. Kill your television. I don't, I don't know where that came from. It's been around a long time. It was on bumper stickers. But, hey, man, kill your television, okay? And believe me, it's going to be an awakening. Because, look, I, I can explain it to you. And, you know, and you might, some of you might call that, Jay. I, I'm turning them off every week. He's, he's, and some of you might go, oh, that's kind of interesting, maybe. But, look, until you do it yourself, until you turn that television off yourself, until you start pulling yourself away, and it's, you can do it, man. I got confidence. I got faith in you that you can do it. But until you do it yourself, you're just never going to know 
just by you know listening to me rant about turning the television off. I would appreciate it if you did it, you know, because as a fellow human being, it would it would really, you know, make me feel good if one or two people a week just stepped away. And hey, cold turkey's great if you can do it. And you know, however you have to do it, though, please, I I, I encourage you to, I implore you, step away from it, turn it off. There's nothing on there that's this worth. It's, and besides that. Besides any of that, the filth and the sewage, I mean, it's really just a waste of time. There are other things to do. I said watch the grass grow, but you can go out and do some yard work, go for a walk, do whatever, tie some knots, reload some ammunition, you know. All right. Uh, it's going to be break time here. I'm kind of getting the hang of this whole clock thing. After break, I'm going to move into a couple different things. I'm going to tie up with uh, – with what I've been talking about, and then move on to a couple different things. So we will see you after the break, folks.
studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188 That's 800-375-4188 Protect yourself and your family. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU-band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $140. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System.
Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. Welcome back. This is the second part of the Condition Critical Show. I'm your host, Jay Shanahan. We're live September. It is September 1st, 2015. 39 minutes past the 3 o'clock hour. Uh, right here. And you're listening right here on the Method Voice Radio Network. Uh, I, I, I said, you know, I promised myself after last week's uh, music that I would kind of turn it up a notch, and so I, I hope that I uh, did that. Turned it up a notch, that is, at least with the music. Uh, <clears throat> I kind of have a change of direction here, just based on, and I haven't really been following too closely uh, what's been going on in the chat room. Hold on a second, guys. I need to turn it up. Let me just kind of say it like this. I don't know. Okay. I, I love the Lord. Okay. No doubt about that. Jesus Christ, he's the man. I, I totally follow Jesus Christ. He saved me. He saves me every day. You have no, no idea. And I'm not a Bible scholar. Uh, there, and, and, there are, and look, even if I said I was. It wouldn't matter because there are far better Bible scholars on this network alone. You know, they could, you know, preach the Bible. Just know one thing, that I can, I consider myself to be a good Christian. I try and do the right thing, uh, and I love the Lord, and I tell people that. And I don't care what they think. I'm not afraid uh, to mention Jesus Christ or that I, I believe in God. It's simple as that. I don't really know how else to put it. I just kind of wanted to make that clear uh, as to, you know, where I'm coming from. And, you know, I, I see something in the chat room about maybe somebody can clarify it. What, what, is, what did the guy in the chat room mean by, like, non-resistance or something like that? Help me out here. Call in, 1-800-932-1980. Tell me for yourself what you mean by that. Uh Here's the thing. I, uh, here's what I've always said. I don't think that we're supposed to just wait around for God or Jesus to come save us. I don't think we're supposed to just go hide in a corner and sit with our Bibles and wring our hands and wait for some rapture. I don't think that's the way it's supposed to be. I think we're I think we're kind of supposed to take try and take care of it ourselves first, right? Isn't that why we're here? Like, didn't Adam and Eve like screw up? And they, they messed up the covenant. Come on, help me out. And it's like, okay, children, you, you disappointed me. You're on your own. Now you got to go fix it. And, and we've been screwing it up ever since. And we continue to screw it up. Aren't we supposed to fix it? Aren't we supposed to do Aren't we supposed to do better? And, and I'm not the kind of guy that's just going to go, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I'm not the kind of guy that's just going to go sit in a corner and wait for somebody to come save me. I can take care of myself. I don't... I don't really care how that sounds. I can take care of myself. No, th does that mean I don't need Jesus Christ? Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. I, that's not what I'm implying. I'm just saying I can take care of myself. And I believe that the majority of I would like to think that the majority of us can do the same thing anyway. I want to move on to something entirely different here, okay? And it's about preparedness. Now, I'm no Richard McGregor, and you can listen to Richard McGregor in Survival Time on Fridays. It's a great show, by the way. But there was some talk, oh, I think it was last week. I forget what it was. It was in the chat room about reloading and, and primers and 
and, and, and different things and ammunition and does, does gunpowder go bad and so forth. I, I have a lot of experience in reloading. I'm not an expert. And so I kind of wanted to just briefly for a few moments before the end of the show kind of encourage you guys to really look, if you own guns, if you own firearms, you should own a, a, a reloading press. Well, first thing you should do is save all of your brass, all of your brass, you should save. Even if you don't reload it, let's say you have like an AK, and now there's certain, mostly AK ammunition is hard to reload because the primers are different. It's hard to explain, but you can, you can Google it and figure it out for yourself. But save all your brass. And then secondly, then buy a reloading press. You can buy like a, a Lee single-stage reloading press for like 100 bucks. New, and I recommend uh, a single stage press for anybody just starting. It, it requires, it takes more time, but when you start like progressing into the other type of presses, like they have turret presses and they have progressive presses, and like a progressive press is like the ultimate. It does everything. You you put all of your dies into one turret, and you when you you know pull down on the handle, the turret spins, and it, it does everything. You don't have to change any of the dies out like you do on a single stage press. So, you know, buy it like a Lee, because they're the cheapest. I mean, the best are Dillon's, but you're gonna spend hundreds of dollars on like a Dillon press. So get a Lee press, that's what I have. They're good, they're reliable. Get a single stage. I've kind of upgraded, I have a turn press, and honestly, I prefer a single stage. And now you have your brass, and it's real easy. You can go on YouTube and, and and there's, a, there's all kinds of good uh, instructional videos on YouTube on how to, how to reload, how to prepare your brass, how to, you know, unseat the, the primer and set a new one in and, and set the dies and all, it's all on there. I mean, it, the, the, the instructional videos on YouTube would go way further than me, you know, kind of, you know, on the radio trying to explain to you how to do it. But I just wanted to encourage you, and this is just part of being prepared. Frank talks about it. I talk about it. It's just another way of being prepared. On top of like having like at least three months worth of food and water. Because look, guys, things are really. I think they're even worse than people think they are. Because people are in, in such a, a, a like a, a stupor. They're, in, they're they're like their heads in the clouds. It's like you know that's this false euphoria. People think everything's going to be okay. Well, things aren't okay. I think things are just like right there, and I know how that sounds. And boy, they've been saying that for years, Jay. But hey, man, things are things are really, you know, we're just kind of right there teetering. We just had a pretty big windstorm uh, here last week here in Washington, and there, what is it? It's Tuesday, so this would have been on like Saturday, I believe. Maybe it was. Yeah, it was Friday night into Saturday, so it's now Tuesday. There are still people without power here in, in the state of Washington. Now, that is, to me, completely unacceptable, just off the bat. But look, man, uh, and, and the night it happened, now Saturday, so now I'm at work Saturday night, and, and I was up north uh, delivering some stores up in the Linwood area, and I'm telling you, it was, it was pitch black, man. I mean, just stretches of Highway 99. It was just completely... It was pitch black. I mean, there's no power at all. And and what do you think people? What do you think people are going to do when there's like no power uh, permanently? Uh, it's you better 
you know, you better uh, get prepared, Ben. You better get prepared because you're not going to be able to go to the store because all those doors were closed because uh, they didn't have power either. Now, if it's like a real kind of apocalypse thing, uh, you probably wouldn't even want to go down there for a couple of reasons. The first one is you're probably going to get killed, okay? Or the stores have already going to have been looted by all the Black Lives Matter people. They would have already looted the stores for things. That, did you ever notice that, too? You know, when they, like, riot and stuff, they, they steal stuff that they don't even, you know, like a double overhead torque converter for, like, a garage door open. They don't even know what it is. They're just, like, high-stepping out of the store, stealing. Woo, look at me! They get, oh, man, brother, what you got there? Man, I don't know, but it's cool. That type, that's the kind of that's the kind of lunacy, guys. That uh, that we're going to be experiencing when the lights go out. Okay, and so if you're not prepared, and Frank talks about it, and and I talk about it too. Getting back, get yourself. Look, if you have firearms, like I said, you need a reloading press, and it's real easy. You can learn. Anybody can learn inside of like a night. You can. I guarantee you that with inside of like a day or two days, you can reload your own first box of ammunition inside of like 24 to 48 hours. Just do it quickly. You know, if you don't know how, get on YouTube and, and, and it's real easy, okay? And then next thing you know, man, you're loading up hundreds of rounds of ammunition. And it's fun. Get the family involved. My son comes out. He helps me, you know, trickle the, the gunpowder down and measure it just right on the little scale that I have. And, yeah, it's real easy, guys. And now what you're going to want now you got the you got the, uh, the the press. Then you're going to need the components. You're going to need primers. You're going to need gunpowder. You're going to need bullets. It's all real simple, man. It's it's real simple. Get a reloading book. There are dozens of them. You only need really one or two because they're you know they're kind of uh, you know they, they just, with you know you don't need like I'm mean, saying is you don't really need one specific one. They're they're kind of going to give you basic you know uh, formats for whatever ammunition it is that you're loading. And I recommend getting components for 9mm, 40 Smith & Wesson, 45 as far as handgun, and then for rifle, 223 and 5.56, which are essentially the same thing. I'm not going to get into the differences because they're just small. They're minute. And then you have 308 Winchester and 30-06 for rifle. Now, loading rifle ammunition is a little more complicated, a little more, a little more complex. You have to do some different prepping and things like that. But it's, it's simple. Uh, it's simple, guys. So, yeah, I just wanted to kind of get that out there. I, I've been wanting to talk about that for a while, and and I know I just kind of briefly went over it. And, and maybe in a future show, I'll dedicate a little bit more time for it. But I just thought it was important because I talk about, you know, three months' worth of food and water. That really is important. And a generator. Get yourself a generator. Just You don't know, have to get, like, a real expensive one. Just get yourself a generator. Get your house plumbed. You know, you have an electrician come over so you can plug it into your, uh, you know, where your circuit breaker box is. I mean, you don't even really have to do that. You can, you can use extension cords. But then get three months' worth of food and water. That's simple. I mean, you can buy two cases of water at, at, at a grocery store for like seven bucks. And just once a week, buy a couple cases. And then go to the dollar store. I've said it before. It's, yeah, it's not the most nutritional food, you know. But you know what? I, it kind of really doesn't have to be at first, you know. And then next thing you know, you can have a pantry full of chili and soup and, and tomato sauce and, and all kinds of cool stuff, man. You know, get some candles and, and be prepared, man. That way, when the lights go out, you're going to be prepared and have a plan. You know, have a plan when, when the lights go out as, as to what's going to happen. 
especially if it's going to be like permanently, okay? Because once it does happen permanently, and I do believe that time's coming, things are going to go south in a hurry, man, in a hurry. And if you're not prepared, if you're not prepared, and look, not everybody can bug out. I'm probably one of those people, honestly, that really can't bug out to some cabin in the woods. And so they have, they call, there's something called, then you've got to bug in. So then you got to hunker down. That's not always the best situation. But if that's all you can do, then that's what you got to do, and you got to be prepared for it. But the last thing you want to do in a situation like that is have to venture off to some store or to some uh, food distribution center because you're going to get, you're, you're going to get, you, you may end up getting killed and you're going to, you know, leave your family hanging. You're going to put their lives in jeopardy because you weren't prepared. And I really wouldn't want that to happen for you. And you just got to start small if you can't afford it. I, and I know it takes money to do it, but look, man, you got to do it, guys. Okay? You got to do it. The last thing I really want to talk about, and it kind of ties into this whole social decay. I see it every day out there, how people, how, how just, how mean and nasty people are. I drive truck and it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable to, to witness how I get cut off. Like I'm not even there. It's like, wow, holy, did, did you not just see me? You just did that. I say to myself, wow, that's unbelievable. And then they give you the finger, they spike their brakes, they do all kind of stuff to truck drivers out there. And, and I'm just saying. But it's not just that they do it to just truck drivers. I mean, I see it. I, I like, watch what goes on. And I'm like, look at these people. Look at them. These pe- people are insane. They're just insane with their selfishness and their, their, their rudeness and their ignorance and their lack, complete lack of humanity, complete lack. And it distresses me. I think, man, wow. And what is going on with the, the human race, man? What, what, the, what do we become? This is unbelievable. I don't know how it happened. I must have lost track. I can't connect the dots. I don't know how it happened. But it's here. Okay. And you've heard me talk about Black Lives Matter. Okay. And how it translates into we hate white people. That, that premise for me hasn't changed. But think of it like this when you hear black lives matter. Let's just use another term. How about my life matters? And I don't mean that in a, like in a good way, like, hey, man, my life matters. No, I mean it in the most selfish way possible. That's how most people think. No, my life matters is what they say. That's what people say. It's sickening. It's, I don't want to live around people like that. I don't want to be around people like that. I'm not good around people like that because they sicken me and they anger me. But that's how people are. I'm like, I say to myself, man, how dare you? How, what, why did you just do that? There was, I was taught to like hold the door open for an elderly person. I was taught to say thank you and please and yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. And I do it when I walk in the park and, a, and an older gentleman says good evening. I say yes, sir, and good evening, and back. And That's not how people are nowadays. That's not how most people are nowadays, and that's not the kind of that's not the kind of civilization that I, I oftentimes feel, folks. Like I don't belong here. Like I'm out of place. Like I'm just I just got kind of put somewhere that I don't belong. But I mean, but yet here I am. Is it like that everywhere? I I I think it is. I fear that it's like that everywhere. 
And there's, it's only going to change in, when we decide to change it and stop being like that. And stop being like that to each other and to one another. How's that sound? Wouldn't it be nice if we just all got along? Things are bad. And it's, it's, it's more, you know, it, it, it is more complex than just saying, ah, can't we all just get along? Because at the end of the day, you know, honestly, we really can't because we were never really meant to, to be all just kind of thrown into this melting pot. Okay, we weren't. We weren't all meant to, you know, to live together the way we are. This government, the governments of the world are forcing people they're, they're consolidating people into these masses on purpose, on purpose. You know, when you, what happens when you put like a, a lion and a hyena in a cage? You, what, they're just gonna, you think they're going to get along because they're both animals? No, they're going to, uh, they're, they're mortal enemies and they're, they're going to fight. One of them's going to die and then the other one's going to eat the other one. It's no different from, it's no different from, from us than, than them. Now, yeah, we're, we're more civilized, but are we? Are we more civilized? You have people now that just gun people down in the street for no reason, simply because they're different than they are, or because they think their lives matter more than the next guy. Like, like the African-American scumbag down in Houston that, that just walked up to a sheriff's deputy and shot him, and then continued to shoot. Why? Well, because his lives matter. And he just thought, hey, man, I'm just going to get away with it because my life matters. Is that really? That, well, yeah, that is really what it's come down to. So, folks, man, you better get ready. You better get prepared. And if you're not, uh, don't take this the wrong way. But it's been nice knowing you. Because if you're not prepared, man, you're, eh, you're going to be in trouble. And I don't want that for you. Listen to the information that's out there to take it in while you can. Read books, go on YouTube, go to these instructional videos, figure it out, buy some bottled water, buy a generator, buy some firewood, get a gun, get some ammunition, and start preparing. That's about all I can tell you, <laughs> you know, because it's coming.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.